Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsor. Lyndon, we got sponsors. Hell yeah, we do. Well, I guess we gotta thank Dash Mortgage and You First Realty. Who are those guys? They're your full service mortgage and real estate brokerage. Who is behind that? Our good friend, Dan Horgan. Dan Horgan? Yeah, he not only rips out in the water, but he's an experienced loan professional. Hmm, so what does he do? He helps out in conventional FHA, VA, refi, or jumbo loan products. So Dan has the lenders to make it happen. Yes, and he'll give you the best service in the industry. Nice, Dash Mortgage with no bogus fees or points? That's right, just give Dan five minutes of your time to hear what he can do for you. So who does all the real estate then? That would be me. What? Well, Dan has his license too, but I work under Dan. Okay. Yeah. But so you're a real estate agent too? You know this. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I helped you get your house. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy, sell your home, or looking for an investment property, give me a call. So not only a Ruka rep, you're an experienced realtor? Yeah, I didn't quit my day job, London. I still, I still work for Ruka. <laughs> okay. I do real estate on the weekends. Yeah, I've been offering great incentive programs for all my friends and family to keep more equity in their pocket. I guess I'm not a friends or family because I never heard about this. <laughs> but all you on the Late Night and Chalky podcast, Saul, call our office, 714-784-5736 and mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Nice. Anything else we know need to know about Dash Mortgage? Um, just our California Realtor BRE number, 01993245. Okay, let's stop talking about real estate and mortgages. Let's talk about what really matters and what is that? Surf trips. And where do we like to go? Off my mind, Nicaragua. And where do we stay in Nicaragua? The one and only Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. An in- exclusive, inclusive, all-inclusive... Boutique boutique hotel on the beach, waves out front, ponga drops, waves down the beach, Colorado's where I saw Late Night Lar get shactified. Oh, insane in the membrane down there. Tons of barrels, but better yet, it's not just the surf that's insane down there. It's just this compound that they have. Killer poolside, killer food top-of-the-line chefs, you name it. It's in a safe, gated community. community. Uh, they'll pick you up at the airport. They'll drop you off at the, uh, at the house. Um, there's ping-pong table. There's horseback multi- riding. There's horseback riding. Yeah. There's world-class fishing. Golfing. There's golfing. Um, the scenic. I mean, it's it's the best. You could get a massage after surfing for four hours in the morning. Yeah. So it's great for people that are traveling by themselves. It's a great place to bring your family. It's a great place to have a retreat. It's a great place to have, you know what I'm saying? 
bachelor parties. You know what I'm saying? I think we've been there for all of the above. We might have. So go to Mark and Dave's website and mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast, and you're gonna get 200 bucks off a selected uh, off selected weeks for the rest of 2019. Oh, sign me up! This is insane. Mark and Dave's friends and family. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. We are here with our good buddy, Travis Foray. Did I say that right? You nailed it. Nice. See? Your friend, your friend Travis. Right? <laughs> no. So for those of you who don't know who Travis Foray is, his body of work has been uh, working at Huntington Surf and Sport, then yes. Surfing time. Magazine, and then what youth? Yep. What youth? And then now inherent bummer. Yeah. Oh, you forgot. I worked at Precision Glassing. I swept the floors for the. Oh, guys. okay. Oh, we'll slide so that I actually in. started before each set. All right, we'll slide that in there. Later. All right, we'll slide that in. <laughs> yeah. So, but but before we go I'm through all, it. let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, where and when did you start surfing? Where and when did I start surfing? I well, I, I started surfing in the Seal Beach River. I think was probably where some of my first sessions went down. My dad surfed. It was like a Bolsa Chica local. So, um, you know, he couldn't have been more excited when I, you know, was interested in surfing, obviously. How old were you? Uh, well, there's photos of me when I'm, I'm like, you know, seven or six or seven doing the, like, surfing by yourself. On yeah, forcing you there. Yeah, but I had, a, I had a, my own custom board when I was six or seven. Whoa. Um, shaped by Jeff Widener, who I think... You have to check this and ask Bibles, but I think he might be one of the shapers at Lost now, or he had a run. He's he's a pretty he's legit. Yeah, huh. he was at Stewart or. Um, well, was that Mike the, Bidner or Matt? What? Jeff Widener. Jeff Widener. Yeah. Come on. Anyways, this is a cool like. God, if I had it now, it was like a cool egg. So I had like a proper surfboard. My first board was like a custom. Skip shape boogie boarding or straight straight to surfing. I mean, like I rolled in the sand boogie boarding a little bit, as everyone kind of did. But yeah, that that was my intro and the seal jetty doing that, and then I don't. You know, there's like hiatus. I play football, like tackle football. I love football. Pop Warner, like, buddy. Yeah, right I did, there. I did. Junior American. Junior American. I was a Huntington Beach Dolphin. Um, Why didn't you continue it on? You're totally blocking. No, I am. I'm like the biggest <laughs> football. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, to play, yeah. I'm still a fan. But like, yeah, when I got to high school, I think like I, I didn't grow. Everyone else was still was huge. I feel you. But I was friends with the guy. I think I actually bridged. Jocks and skaters and surfers. That was like the beginning of my. Lyndon was trying out for drill too because you could do backflips. <laughs> you could probably. I, I was in gymnastics. Yes. Spy. Yeah. <laughs> you um, know the guys running around with the flags at the beginning. Yes. Bro. Dude, I'm just kidding. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> so no, you I was in gymnastics, <laughs> okay. but not in drill or song or well, any of that. Well, I got respect for gymnastics. My brother was a gymnast. My sister. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this scouts. So I mean, that's an elite spot right there. Yeah, right? So you started surfing, you loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I had a little like a, a jock stint probably from like age eight to twelve. And then I got to middle school. I started picking up surfing fifth and sixth grade, but in sixth grade I met like a core group of guys like Brent Lockin and um Casey Severson. Guys who made, you know, they went on to jobs in the industry, but yeah. Jeff Joyce. Jeff Joyce. It got, that's when it got competitive where like I looked across and like me and Brent were best friends, but we're like, I'm going to do a 360 before you. you Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home. 
isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. race of surfing began. Right. Like, oh, look at mining board. Who's going to be the first to get sponsored? And that, like, yeah. I think creates that. That's healthy. That, like, passion. Yeah, for yeah. It. It's like, oh, and my dad. Was There's the nothing one. like one-up in your friends. Yeah, that's. Right, Lar? In oh. ping pong? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been a, a wire tailor. Right? Oh, you really? Smoke, buddy. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Are, we had a ping pong game. I mean, ping pong is a. God, it gets ugly. Yeah. Ping pong does. But I think, yeah, back to surf. Like, that was when surfing became like a. I quit the. You know, I quit football. I quit baseball. And it was like all in on that. But and you played was, but uh, Little League and yeah, played I was, football? Yeah, I was doing all that. And then it just, yeah, that surf. Thing kind of wins out it's like you, yeah. you start to understand the culture and my dad was like probably the biggest influence on our whole friend group he was he would pile take everybody in astro van and go on surf trips to oceanside Dude. And, and like churches open up your eyes to like different like ways cottons. yeah he like i mean he would build the the romance you know build yeah. the romance up in the car like we used to go here we used to go here and so these spots like cotton's point was like this like might as well have been macaroni's Growing up, it was like, totally. hey, we got to get to that. We line. haven't had a guest whose dad really um, drove him around and, and was a real surfer. Yet, yeah. Right. This yeah. is, you're kind of our first guest that uh, yeah, the, well, the dad was fully involved. I mean, all my friends were lucky too, is because yeah. they, they drafted off that. None of their well, dads and moms are we had, surfed. We had a guest whose dad took them everywhere, but he didn't surf. Yeah. He was like the, you know, Ringley. Wally? Like, Wally's all, dad? No. Um, is it Bander? No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We have, yeah. we've had people. Val, uh, Mark Richards um, from Val Surf, his dad used to take him around. Yeah, it's what's well, it's a huge thing. My dad, Brian Ferguson's shout out. He, <laughs> I know that dude. He literally, yeah, like he took a, a ton of us like young surfers, and we were like Northern Huntington on the border of like the seals. Surfside, Seal, Huntington, Cliffs zone. Yeah. And we kind of like, that was our circle, you know? Yeah. It was huge. We'd go to Seal and like try to surf the river. And, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Bolsa Chica was like the, every weekend. And Tower we, 33, 26. What? Well, it used to be Tower 22 is that first lot, which okay. is now like the dogs took over and oh, it's not even a bank anymore. And then there's like the Cove, which is the Crawford Cliffs. Yeah. Uh, now, Cove. that's. Yeah. That's my spot, bro. That's uh, <laughs> we're gonna it. Cut, used to be. You're gonna cut that part, right? <laughs> I can't talk about that. I show up there sometimes. Yeah, that's well. I have a story. We'll get to that way into the high school years of how we ended up being close locals. I think we could probably have got there, but we weren't well liked at the beginning because our surf team started surfing there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 
Chad Wells had to go to war for us. <laughs> how, many, how many were in the surf team at Marina? Yeah, um, I I followed like guys like Dan Fennell who kind of like put it on the map that, you, that we were like a thing. And then, so Dan there were 35 of us. Yeah. And we, Chad kind of mentioned it. We had like a weird, just sort of a, a magical moment. We weren't like, we weren't Micah Byrne or Timmy Reyes, but we had like Dodger, Kreml gave us like some status yeah. in the scene, but we had like really good core surfers like that, that kind of like made Marina get a second glance. Like we weren't. Make Marina gate we, great again. Yeah. We weren't like. <laughs> well, just having Ch- Wellesley coach there was huge. Yeah. When he got there, he whipped us into shape. He was someone mm-hmm. for us to like look up to. I mean, he had sponsors. He knew this. He knew the guys. He got us jobs. He got us sponsors. He, he was the in and And like he, he said on the pipe, he, he would strategize. He would have like, us good guys go surf the waves and then he like if you were not maybe that great of a surfer he'd be like all right here's your job you go <laughs> sit on timmy reyes <laughs> do not let him catch away or he had strategies and, and um it was always a way to win he he was he was good like that but at the end of the day the parts i take away from chad is just like he was the real deal surf guy he was, yeah he was not a wrestling coach posing as a surf coach he was, yeah he was like a surf coach yeah you know it's like having like someone you respect and you he's, like. he's so he's like a surfer surfer oh, yeah i got an email he, from him yesterday from his big corporate quicksilver email that like made my year just uh, his enthusiasm for wanting to promote this like independent surf video and i know he's got a lot of higher ups but he was so enthused like what do you mean pizza beer venue <laughs> i'm psyched this is getting made and i keep i i couldn't have been more like yeah psyched to just get that enthusiasm out of him through all that he's been through in the industry and like yeah. whatever, like he's he's our guy in, yeah. in that building. Yeah, that yeah. big giant Quicksilver. And, and well, that's what brands need, especially on the brand the size of Quicksilver. You need guys on the pulse and in the mix and, yeah. and knowing, you know. And what, we talk about it a lot, authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like and people, you know, if you're might, not authentic, you, you and you have the wrong people yeah. that aren't authentic. Eventually, everybody sees that. Yeah. And they walk away from you. you well, know? there's, I think, right now in this uh, iteration of our industry, it's like it's really easy to come into it with a, a test tube and be like, here's everything that works. But, you know, your guys' podcasts are just things that start with like the purest of intentions. It's like why we got a bulk of them. They didn't follow the rules. Like, yeah, they like wrote, broke the rules and yeah. did everything wrong when they started. And that's why we love They didn't care about becoming like a fashion brand, they didn't care about. They were just doing it for, you know, like for Newport yeah. at the time. That, yeah. That they started point. grassroots and that's, you know, everybody, you know, wants to stay grassroots for as long as they can. And, yeah. you know, the only way you can do that is making sure you're, you're hiring the, the right people that have a pulse on, yeah. on the like next generation and are in the mix and, and are showing up to the little totally. shops at the beach, at the contest, you know, you need somebody there. Totally. And you could, you, you know, somebody you know, probably way smarter than me would come in and say that you could, you know, you need someone that maybe is like, has a higher educator or understands the new marketing and the tech. Um, but I think in surfing, I, I want desperately for it to be this unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, you know, at the end of the day, it has to come back to this. It has to come back to, to the parking lots and the kids and the like enthusiasm for it. The, the magic, yeah. like, you know, I could leave every marketing director's office and, and they could tell me a, how much ROI they need or how much what they need in their computers and their spreadsheets and 
um, with, but there's like a magic in surfing and we've never, we didn't used to try to get to collaborate with like fashion brands. We didn't care. And that's what made us like who we are. Yeah. And I think right now there's a lot of like, you know, what the WSL is doing has made my surf viewing experience really good, but it's also like, it's, it's just the right algorithm, but they're missing like so much of the magic and the, the unknown and the creativity. Yeah. Um, and so it's definitely a, head and shoulders better than it used to be. Oh, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Like what, what, what they, what they're producing is <clears throat> something that I'm so impressed by. Yeah. And then it goes back to the, the people that they have, you know, not running, you know, there's a ton of people behind the scenes that are probably doing, you know, a lot of stuff to make it happen, which, you know, I got to applaud them, but the guys in front of the mic, yeah, they're all the direct, legit. they all connect their space, they connect well, they mirror, you know, good partnerships with, you know, I mean, with, Potts, Peter Mel, Strider, yeah, yeah Barton Lynch, you got ex world champions, and you guys got guys that have been in industry, Lakey, and chargers, like and all those guys are, are great to listen respects, to, and that's what you need, yeah. but let's go back. Yeah, let's rewind. Yeah, let's rewind. Back to uh, when you were in high school. The, the beauty of youth. Let's get nostalgic. So did you, you started surfing contests in high school or did you do I did, it before? I think I did like NSSA Junior, which you're, I think you're in middle school for those. Yeah. 13 yeah. to 15. Yeah. I was like. Or depending on the division. Yeah. Paul Morrow had the NSSA Junior, which was kind of like a, it was like where Marina kids would go test out if they could do open and, and mm. explore, uh, step up with the, the, the chance. Did you have success? Um, and in NSA Junior, I kind of did, not success. I was like, I remember I making I finals. Made a final with Brett Simpson. Um, like, yeah, I, yeah. We can talk about Brett later, but I have like Brett is an anomaly. He went from like zero <laughs> to hero in like <laughs> half an hour. There's a couple people that have done are, that. yeah have done that. Like, like, like Billy Safry, like used to teach Brett to surf. Yeah, like, Brett could, like, was, didn't, yeah. couldn't make it outside. Yeah, Brett, and then all Brett of a sudden, this, and yeah. I saw that, and then like. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Brett's we we talked about this. And I, I just had a conversation with somebody about like, you know, you could have the drive, you could have the will, you could have the support system, the best boards, but you know, a lot of it's just natural, natural, like gift, you know, inborn like genetics talent. And, and you know, you can't teach that. You can, can't. Brett was, is great. If you can go back and have him bring footage in of like that yeah. night that it happened, cause he went to bed just an average, Middle school surgery. <laughs> I swear, I woke up with an nail sticker on his board. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I it was I, I was blown away. Yeah, because like, he started a little later than most. Yeah, yeah, kids. You know, based on where he grew up, but you know, his dad being a football player and didn't have the, the you know surfer dad. Yeah. So I mean, it was you know yeah. It's, it's, that he he locked it, into that. Early. Yeah, and there's not. And that's a unicorn, right? There, yeah. there isn't very many people like that. I mean, Courtney Conlog is like that too. Yeah. Um, who else is it? Uh, Pat O'Connell. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you, Donovan Chicago. Him too. Yeah. Is he yeah. from Inland or something? I think so, and I don't think he started um, so a little bit later too. Yeah. But Which I think is cool. Yeah. That's that's like that's no, like, it's great. Surfing is is like the weirdest. It's so impossible to conquer and that's why it's it's like a testament to the breaths and the honestly yeah, like, yeah. We, 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 there's something in them that i mean all... we're sitting here with one of the nat the best natural free surfers where laybackers in the world yeah laybackers of the world and you know he's had honestly you've had a pretty successful career and you still have it going on late night 
You right? Should, you should have dropped the mic at Voluptuous. <laughs> uh, that was pretty sick. Yeah. You just hung it up then. I don't know. That was, that was like, uh, well, loose change is pretty. Yeah. Uh, no, he, he stretched out that freaking career for a while there. Yeah. Those, mean, those, I, are, I, those are epic parts. I, th- I, th- yeah. I, th- I thought I hung it up a little prematurely because I didn't want to be that 35-year-old chasing the dream and not having anything to fall back on. So I kind of knew yeah. that end would come. Let's just say it. Your wife is smart. Yeah. <laughs> Get to work. Well, luckily the, the industry is set up for, to, to catch a lot of talented, smart surfers now. Yeah. But there's we're in a place where it's happening a lot more. There was a, the boom 10 yeah. years ago where everybody was sponsored. And right now there's, you know, there's really yeah. elite guys who are having a tough time getting yeah. sponsored. And so this, it'll be interesting to see if the industry can sort of like write the ship for, for so, guys and I hope they do. So sponsor, what was your first sponsor? Uh, my first sponsor was Pure Juice and I was on the same team as Kelly Slater. It was like the best day of my life. <laughs> Except... How did you get on Pure Juice? On, my best friend got on the same the team the same day, and so it wasn't. Like, it wasn't as cool. It over. I'm like, <laughs> did you get? Oh, you got it too. Uh, how are you going to place your stickers? Who, how, my resume is going back out. How did you get on Pure I, Juice? We, we literally like. I mean, this was like a great job training. We made resumes and videos, you know, like literally on VHS tapes of us like filming average clips, um, and then put together resumes just like where we're from. And schools, and then like our. Results. I wish I kept mine somewhere. Some now, surf everything, shots. now everything's on a, you know, hard drive somewhere. Yeah. Anything you've done, but like when we were youth, even the videos, I'm like, man, yeah. I wish I yeah. had that the first raw copy. Yeah, but yeah, I, there was I, I a video like, that got made of Lar, and it was called J Lar Black and White. Yeah. <laughs> we called it. Or we, we actually call it was Black it and Gray. Kelly no, it was, was it was after Kelly, but Jay had it. Had my version of my his low budget version. So, so pure juice. Oh yeah. So I got it. I got like you know we sent these out to every page in the magazine basically. And just hope that some guy regionally thinks this is a good idea to send you shoes, which pure juice is like kind of just launched and they had just signed mm-hmm. Kelly. Oh, I don't know. You remember pure juice? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. We sold like, them at HSS. Like Keith Malloy was on the team. They're terrible. Yeah, like shoes well, were like super like, weird. It's a weird concept to make shoes for surfers in general. I, I mean, we still haven't figured that out, right? Like, what what do we wear? Because uh, at like, that time, uh, Reebok came out with shoes too, and they were called Box, B O K S, and that was Luke Egan and oh, Lisa wow. Anderson, and I think Shane Herring. Dang. Yeah. And then you guys, it was Kelly. It's Kelly, Travis Brown, launching Pure Juice. Uh, no, other I, guys, but we don't care about them. We I, just care about the Kelly Slater and Travis Brown. Yeah, um, but that was just like a big deal to me. I remember, you know, put a sticker on your board, got a pair of shoes. You're yeah. king all day. I think the shoes were probably like a men's like nine, and I probably wore like a kid's thirteen. So they, were like, they didn't make kids. So, so why did you go way. for? You sent it to a bunch of different yeah, yeah, brands? Yeah, sending it out. And they just were kind of like probably making a marketing push and, and like saw that they had these two kids running to one of the pair of shoes. And were you, how old were you? That that was, I think that was seventh grade, sixth grade. Wow. We were on it. I mean, we got yeah. like the thing. I'm like standing in the shadow of like Micah Byrne who's writing for Billabong and like going in my mind. Timmy Reyes is like in the magazine with yeah. Martinez. And so we understood like the game. You know, we were, you know, lucky enough to grow up in a place that's kind of like 
built for that. But yeah. It didn't like take away at that point from our just like sheer passion. It was just like made us try to get better. Yeah. Like, well, stuff. that's like, you know, when you're a young surfer and your peers are getting, you know, achieving, you know, things like sponsors, like, yeah, you want to do that too. Yeah. And, um, but it's just, that's seventh grade for me. It seems so, those other kids are in seventh grade too. But then when I think about, you know, my talent and my capacity of surfing and how I was back then, seventh grade, I wasn't surfing. <laughs> really. No, again, it's, we're lucky that we were, I think that's what we thought we had a leg up. Yeah. My dad, my dad would drop us off earlier than everyone else's dad because he served with us. Yeah. So it's like those, he would literally, we started school at 745 and we would, you know, here and there, pick days and go surf at five. And I don't know, my dad just taught me all these like romantic, you know, roll the windows down, it's freezing ass cold. And like, we're driving in our wet, I don't know, like all the like core things in the vans, it's like yeah. a mess pile of boards. And he's a painter, so there's just like paint flying around in the van and like, yeah. it smells and we're probably. Your dad was the coolest dad out of and all he, your friends. He introduced me to Lyndon, and it's because Lyndon always at HSF remembered my dad and me being a little tiny tyke and he just was like rad because the guys who worked at hss recognized you know like the local people who shop there all the time yeah like, and that planted the seed for me i think of like this is where i want to work and yeah. be and like linda always just said hi to my dad so my dad you know so, so hss was your like local surf shop like or did you hang out at any others like in seal yeah the very first surf shop i walked into was the the 17th street hss yeah. 15th that thing smelled like the, the sex wax that worked like shit, but it like smelled so good. Yeah. It was like hard as a rock, but it's, it's like what they make. But back then, yeah. back then as a grom, I mean, your, your board was your everything. You would, you know, polish it and fix all the dings and you would get the base coat, you know? Yeah. You would rub it and get base the perfect, coat. get the perfect yeah. little beads. Perfect bumps. Yeah. And then you would get the like top, top layer and it just had to be perfect. Oh, you I mean, know what? We should start on our Instagram is having people send us uh, wax, best wax beads. Books. Best beads. Somebody did that. I kind of remember yeah, something yeah. like that. Awesome. Yeah. That, uh, that'll have to be our... Uh, but I, yeah, I just remember getting like even little like dings on a, a crappy old like RL twin fin. I think I took like an inch off the nose purling one day and I, I like reshaped it with like cotton balls and <laughs> putting in the resin and like, you know, reshape, you know, that was everything we did. So you got sponsored at seventh grade. Well, yeah. I, mean, I feel like I'm giving get like making it sound more like I was like a young pro. I was not. This was like they, somebody at the company thought we were cute pro. <laughs> like hey, which for my, year. So we had like you know we had stickers and and we're doing in the stage juniors and just being kids and skating and surfing and driving. So you were had, skating too. Well, it, like launch ramp skating. Yeah. I, I was surfing. I never wanted to twist my ankle and not surf. And, yeah. And. I, I always like use that as my excuse of why I never like evolved skating. Yeah. But you're always on them. You're, you're, that's your life. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really just like middle school is the time when you're with your best friends and you, you're pushing everything about surfing is romantic. The fact that like ever get on a plane with a surfboard would be like insane. Driving to Oceanside was like nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> like anywhere foreign. So um, what was so your... all those seeds were planted at that stage and co competition with your friends. I never really cared about getting the, the place, like placing. I always wanted to just like do better or do something sick in front of my friends, you know, while they watch my heat. Yeah. Um, I think my like high pinnacle NSSA moment was like at a, I think it was 
not, it was nationals, but it was at Salt Creek. So maybe it was like state championships or something. I did in the last second, I did like a grab rail reverse off the right into the rocks. Like hail Mary. It was my Dan Reynolds at Holly Eva moment. <laughs> Pulled it, got like a four, <laughs> made it four. That's it. Somehow did a reverse in, in a heat. And I, I seriously probably walked up the Salt Creek steps and like never came back. And Janice just waited by. So I was like, I've got six did the next week and sat out there. And then did you claim it though? Is that you dropping that? That was my competitive mic drop, I think. Because, you know, I have friends on the beach and I, wow, you, like that's what you dream of, right? Like, yeah. You don't do anything the whole heat. And then to have that one move that is kind of your hammer. And that was like my hammer. It's like that grab rail. Like, and now they do it with Psycho, but. Yeah. This was probably like a little slide. So, yeah. so uh, but anyways, that yeah, we're driving a com- competitive fire started and was extinguished right there. <laughs> so you stopped surfing contests? No, I mean like I went to college and like when I was going to college, I did the team and okay. So I collegiate NSSA. Yeah, I chilled heats there. I did like some city contests and. City I, contests I, are insane. Yeah, I would show up. It's fun. And yeah. I, like, I love that. I know. Well, that's because the Surf Series was like the jam. Because yeah. you could win 125 bucks. But yeah. that goes back to you just wanting to outperform or do something cool in front of your friends. Like yeah, those yeah. local ones, you know, when you get to the big big stage, it's like, man, I just I just want to do well. But when you have somebody you're close to or somebody you surf with a lot and yeah. right there, you're like, you get extra. That's credit. when you show up and like, yeah, Mike and Timmy are doing like you kids kind of deflating. Yeah, and I'd rather like watch my friend Brett do a cutback and be like, I'm the better that. <laughs> then get that I could do. Yeah. Um, Hi. Hey. Hey. Okay. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. We're we're recording a podcast. Oh God. Yeah. I'll set it right here. Alrighty. Thanks. Um. So. Where do Where do you want to go from here? <laughs> High school. Um. Oh, high school, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, did you, you guys did the surf team. Yeah, high school. And, and you said you worked before surf sport at Precision Glass. Precision Glass. Yeah, it was, it was, I was probably 15. Chad Wells was the coach. I was probably a sophomore, I guess. And uh, I wanted to get a job somehow in the surf industry. And so he's, I was riding chassis at the time in that like Westminster industrial complex where they make boards and yep. all kinds of shady shit. <laughs> Or whatever goes on back there, but it's where all the good shapers were. Um, but they they were glassing Merrick's. It's like a Clutch and Devon. I don't know. Their, I can't remember their last names. Yeah. Like just yeah local glass. They were really good classers. And uh, so I just went in there one day, like this just like tiny tiny kid. And you know Chad's like core legit dude. I'm just like knock on it, frail little me. Like Chad said, I could like clean up. Shock. I mean, these dudes had like porn mags on the toilet, like <laughs> talking shit, like yeah, beers flying around. Centerfold posters, both in the surf yeah, yeah. Might yeah. might have been some weed in the background. Yeah. Which you know, these are my formative years. But I I was like a pretty sensitive, good kid. I was I you know I just wanted to surf. And, but this I, these guys gave me like a really good education. They were super rad to me and, and like nice. But I worked hard. Like I mean, that first day going in there when they hadn't had a cleanup kit in a while, like was, that was fucking heavy wow <laughs> i mean like tape balls the size of like mountains and resin everywhere and did you have to rip up the floor at one point i didn't have to rip up the floor with the pick it was just like every trash can was like covered in, in steel yeah. just, and they're just like yeah oh, they're just like take it all out there i mean it's toxic as hell it was like an introduction to the to the mess that is making a surfboard which makes you appreciate 
shaping, glassing, sanding, yeah. everything yeah. that goes into it, resin pumping, like every, filling anything with those materials is, is crazy work. And you know, after I cleaned it up, I hope like there was less pubes in the glass and everything like, <laughs> got better after I was there. But it like I really just like going there. It took me like thirty minutes by the end to clean up, and then I just kind of sit around and like listen to them tell yeah. surf stories yeah. and talk about girls and like that. It was kind of a cool introduction. And then quickly I was expired on that when we were just like, okay, my friends are working at the surf shop. And so that's who, when I started banging on the door of Linden. Like who, 15 who, and a half. Can who um, got a job at HSS first? You or? I think Brent got it probably like a half. My friend Brent, who are we? Can, you got to have like your, your, like, your yardstick to measure it. Like how... Who's better? <laughs> I'm gonna get their job first. Yeah, I'm gonna get their job. No, first. honestly, I think he got hired like probably 30 minutes before. No but, way. But like, yeah, it, it was like we we all were. That was our dream. Yeah, we got it all at the same time, and that started our. All four of you worked there. Yeah, there's a, a at bunch the same of marina time. kids. So basically, like we we abandoned ship on marina at that point. Like we'd surf there, but our social, you know, we would date Huntington. Huntington girls. We would like. <laughs> it was because we kind of like got planted with the guys who. You know, went to Huntington. I had a period where I wanted to go to Huntington High School because that's where all the, you know, everybody that ripped went there. And that's the dream. They were the number one high school team. And you're like, I'm going to do anything in this industry or in this, like, culture. I got to go to yeah. Huntington. But that, like, faded after I started working at Huntington Service Board. It was, like, the best of both worlds. It was yeah. kind of like, I got to be bros with them. And then we got to, like, surf against them, which kind of made it more fun. Like, by the time I was junior, senior, it was, like, Micah, Sean Rios were, like, seniors. I'm junior. And, like really good surfers were. You know. I see Rios every once in a while. Did yeah. You, did did you work? At Can the, you believe he um, went to college and like got psychology? Oh, he's smart. He's he super smart. So smart. I never. I honestly never knew that. He was so gnarly. Like I'm, he's gnarly smart. Yeah. Oh, he's super smart. Yeah. Did you work at the Main Street HSS yeah. or, or the yeah. Warner? No. It's weird that I didn't work at the Warner one. I yeah. never did any time at the Warner one. Well, you I wanted to be in the scene. The action yeah. Was. yeah, you wanted to be in the scene. Yeah. We like HSS always had this allure back in those days of like people would like travel. I think to like look at the people that worked there, and I don't mean that in like that we were like. Cool. It was there. We were, there was like a, we were fucking really cool. Okay, we were. Oh. I guess that's what it was. Like, there we was were in the mecca of the surf industry, and we were fucking cool. We were. Hey, I, I got a Japanese. Still are. I got a Japanese uh, interview article in Fine Magazine, and it's got HSS all over the place. Uh, it, it was a. It they was only like a, wanted you because you wrote for HSS. Whoa. <laughs> But riding for HSS, God, that was the holy grail. If you lived in Huntington, so was... surf trips. What was your surf trips. first? Yeah, your memorable being, being a a surfer. I'm sure the first time we I left the country with my dad to go surf. Went to Costa Rica. What's my first trip though? My friend Casey. My dad worked his ass off. He didn't have time to take to go on surf trips. Yeah, but he's almost tired. He will. He's gonna make up for it. But uh. My first time I left the country with a surfboard, I think, was to Cabo. It was also the trip I had my first beer on. Um, Cabo, wow. Cabo. First, first surf at Zippers got slapped in the back of the head by a local boogie boarder. And Brett came and backed me up. A Cabo? <laughs> Cabo. Local? Yeah, Zippers. Boogie boarder? Zippers, Zippers? Yeah, those guys are way, dicks. He snaked me, too. This is me. I'm 16. He took off of me. I kicked out and said nothing. And 
but I mean, it's, it's all part of the experience, right? <laughs> it was like, yeah. I, in some deep trench of my heart, I thought it was cool. <laughs> this is, this is great. Yeah. I had a guy there burn me, snake me. It was goofy foot. Went all the way down the line, did a cut back. And as he kept back, he shot his board right at me. And luckily I was going up for a lipper oh, and it like went off my arm. Wow. Like, yeah. Those guys weren't kidding around. No. It, that, and that was, I think I was like 16. That's a grown. Yeah, I was 16 at that time. We got, you know, that's that's kind of heavy. But that trip was like four days in Cabo. It didn't quite feel exact. The first time I left the country, like, we love Cabo. But that was oh, the I first, Cabo. Cabo's that was your first time going to the airport. Yeah, totally. Packing Dragon boards. Bags. Yeah, packing boards in a bag. Like, you can't feel fin, fin block glass on. Or you're like, no, dark. full fin block glass yeah, on. Because I was old school and that's how I rolled. Yeah, no, I, I had that weird, huge thing the block it's, yeah, it's the insane block. The fin block yeah fin block. and you have like you bring two boards and your board you need a six <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh yeah that combo trip was cool though i think it's like you're with your friends you're my our friend's dad is cool he kept his eyes on us but he also like you know i think we drank two dos equis each and we got like thought we were drunk <laughs> i'm like i mean we were like and we weren't like party kids we were like you were good kids yeah we were good kids from what i remember you guys are like we were way kids. Way more mellower than some of the Huntington ones. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we idolize those Huntington guys. That's on our way there. Um, but uh, yeah, that that trip was. I mean, going to an airport with a surfboard bag still like makes me love airports. Like you know how people get really yeah really unhappy at airports. Yeah. I think Evan Slater wrote something about it one day at Surfing Magazine, but it's just like. That's our like romantic place. We're either we're like going somewhere exotic. We don't know what's gonna happen. We're dragging these like it's a nightmare. But if you like put it in your head that this is the coolest thing ever, we're not going to like a corporate uh, retreat. <laughs> we're like going to yes, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't get to the airport early enough with my board bag and just like make a mess and a scene of that. And I still kind of like get that buzz dragging a board bag as hard as is on a trolley or a train and like. I find, I, through it. I find it amazing how popular surfing is in board bags at airports, but you still get that one older lady or dude, what do you got in that thing? Yeah, Dead bodies? <laughs> and I was like, seriously? Like, yeah. Is there a kayak in there? I'm like, oh my God. I usually go, yeah, it's a kayak and a snowboard. Yeah. And it just, it's free, right? <laughs> God, just lucky with this. Um, tripping. But yeah, I, st- I mean, I, surf travel is like, is our kind of like, one of the cooler things. Yeah. Where, where is it? I still get yeah. super excited um, going hundred. to the airport. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wherever we go. <laughs> Wherever I go. Yeah. Paseo was going off last week. Shore break. Dude, it? it was. Where? So, Costa Rica, where is the best place, like, ever? Oh, yeah. my bet. You've my, gone everywhere. I, I now, well, since then, I've been lucky enough to, like, turn it into a... I, I, I beat the game, I like to say, in that... I wasn't going to be a pro surfer and, you know, we can... Doesn't mean you can't travel. Kids, that was like, fun. I love to write. I was let's, doing let's, whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. So, so high school, you, you, uh, you kind of wanted, you knew that you wanted to work in the industry back in the yeah, in high I mean, school? I was, my, my friend Casey was like, you, when I, whenever I have self-doubt about anything you do, he's like, are you kidding? You're like a test tube child for surf industry and what exactly what you do as a, surf writer and it's true i i have to growing up and even when i was in high school and like early college i'm like i you're just naive to the world your world is really small and so you think like every kid kind of like grows up with their with their surfing maybe it's not surfing but 
I think everyone's like this well versed. I was like overly passionate looking back. Like I knew, I knew, I probably knew stickers that Jay had when I was born that he didn't even know he had. Like, <laughs> I was. A, I, I tried to billboard that NASCAR like style. I was a like a deep diver in into the surf culture, culture and the surfers and the stickers and the, yeah all of it. Like I was a big nerd for that, and I was like everybody's this into what they're yeah. into, right? And, and you know, and a lot of people are, but I. I knew level. I was gonna. It was gonna be in this world, whatever it was. And yeah. It took me, you know, once I got to college and I figured out. What'd you go to college for? I studied English literature, and it took me. I, I went so went right out of high school. Once I had my beautiful HSS uh, experience, like job there, and like I mean that was like a rad place to be a high school kid. Yeah. That that experience was insane. Like at that moment, um, and set like a good tone for for all of that. And then so graduated high school and went to Australia. Like our first trip out of the country was me and two friends to the Gold Coast for a month. Wow. Like saved up our, val- I think I valet parked after HSS and like saved up cash and go to get dropped off the Gold Coast basically. I mean, Isn't that cool? That was like fl- flying in to yes, Kira right every, there. It was, it was like, I mean, I think Mick and Joel are probably like uh, three or four years older than me. So they were like peak. They were the, they were the guys at that time, like untouchable. So you go, of course, where they're from. And like, um, we instantly like met this local guy who lived in the apartment complex we rented named Nick Ravage, who his dad is like a super famous surfer. He sounds familiar. His, he's, he has a ton of surf history and he was a pro surfer. He shredded so hard, but he's just like a local dude, like core local guy, you know? Um, and he just, taught us like right off the plane like he took interest in us because he's just like wow these like Huntington kids just got dropped off and they're just like psyching at snapper like and he, he just like walked us out there this is where you jump in froggies wow you jump off and rock. you didn't know him before no he he, you... he was like he rented the apartment next to us uh-huh. and we rented this like shitty apartment in rainbow or wherever right there in rainbow Bay. yeah but and you didn't know him no not at all we you... just would be like oh we serve too and and like we were there. He for just a took month. you under his wing. Le- yeah, I mean, he wasn't working at the time, <laughs> so he was on the dole. He was on the dole, and he was dating this like cool girl, and we all hung out like every evening, in like drank beers, and he like who were you with? He taught Casey Severson and Jeff Joyce. Okay. Jeff Joyce now teaches Spanish and is killing it at Marina. Yeah. Went. And then, uh, yeah, Casey. Casey ended up being O'Neill rep forever. Yeah. What um, suits? But uh, now he's an architect so funny but uh yeah we we landed there and like nick like he just took us nick ravage not fanning <laughs> but uh he, he just showed us how to do snapper like everything he taught us about australian culture all the like weird nuances that after you go there a lot you pick up on and we yeah. kind of got like a first-hand experience of that and, i mean i look back and some of the stuff he said was hilarious like local just fluff <laughs> but it's become kind of like iconic. he's an iconic character he's yeah like, Funny story about Mick Ravage, about 10 years after that trip, Jeff Joyce, who does these crazy solo surf missions to G-Land by himself, was paddling at G-Land by himself, and Mick Ravage, like, paddled up to him, and he's like, Jeff? <laughs> and Jeff's like, Mick? Such How rad. Like, it, it, it happens all the time. Yeah, I know that. So you like, guys spent a whole month. Yeah, whole month, like. Surfing D-Bot. We, I think, what is that you, called? You, Surfer's Paradise? Yeah. Did you go to like South Strati when it was on? Or no, but I have gotten that since. But yeah. that trip, we had no car. 
Mick Ravage had like a 1983 stanza, which is like a you know, it looks like it grew in the yard. It's like, <laughs> and it didn't work. And so we couldn't really, we went to Byron Bay one day. That was like the biggest trip we took on that trip. But it was, otherwise it was like, right we were there. snapper local. There's lots of good news right there. But yeah. Was it hard to get waves? Yes and no. Like, uh, it wasn't like, we didn't get like. Were the waves good? Insane. Yeah, it was, it was in January. It wasn't like, summertime. I didn't get, you know, like three degrees or that day or anything like that. Or like you see it now. It was good though. Like, doing like 10 turns on a wave, 15 turns on a wave, like, whoa. Uh, and then like D-Ball was cool. We got fun like grad D-Ball barrels and kind of like. Uh, yeah. But, but it's hectic and like, I don't know, but it was like a, a cool. I've never been to Australia, and... so. Oh, you have? What? No. Mm -mm. Someday. You'd be great at it. <laughs> <laughs> should sign up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Get sponsored. I mean, come on, a whole month and you guys are what? The coolest part. 18, 19? We're, yeah, just 18, freshly 18. Oh my gosh. Dude. Yeah, so you can drink beer there. Go to the casino. And Mark. all the ladies yeah. loved Americans, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had like, I think the double, like your bank account doubled. I think I probably had 400 bucks in my bank account that I'd saved up. You get there, it turns into eight. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, oh my God. Did you work at all or you just? No, no, it was just a month we'd saved up. We literally did nothing but ride the bus to Surfers Paradise, party, dance, come back. A couple, couple times we'd surf straight from there, like, and the sun comes up right in your eyes, and there's some sessions of, like, just, like, I mean, nothing, just, that like, was kind good, of hard. Clean, good, clean, fun partying, like, I don't know, like you said, we, we could do that, it was, yeah. not, it was just, like, we learned about we were 18, and it was fun. Growing Dude. up here on the West Coast, and then going there, and not realizing the sun, you know, like, it's mm. just different. It is a fun They're like, yeah, I'll wait a couple hours, yeah. <laughs> so, so... 18, you go to college, you go for English literature. Yeah, I did I did two years at OCC while I did these trips. So we did Australia. I would go to OCC, which is you do general ed, Orange Coast College. 13th grade. 13th grade, yep. 14th grade. In between, <laughs> every break that I had, though, we did a trip. I did Barbados and like nice. got a house at literally valet money, saved it up, and then got a, we got rented a place. Same, same two dudes? Or just uh, uh, no, this one we had uh, Brent came on that one a couple of, but just our our like little core crew. I mean, we were just like we see it in the movies. We're like we're going to Super Bowl. We're going to how awesome is that wave? I mean, that's like a regular. I think it's the best wave for a regular foot in the world. Like you Barbados you know, Super Bowls. One of them. If it ever gets classy, which it doesn't. <laughs> but I love. I'm like I love onshore, and it's always onshore. But it uh, the reef is like shaped in a way where you do a turn and you come out going like. 400 miles an hour faster than you were going. It's kind of like a, like, I don't want to name the spots, but somewhere yeah. in Huntington to the north, but like, <laughs> you're like, you're like slingshotted out of every turn. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but just a, a rat really And we got one day at Super Bowls that was, that was like, kind of like, not the Kelly day, that was like two, is big, that was big, the, the like famous Kelly. Back in one of those, back yeah. one of those Slater, I mean, I feel movies. Yeah. One. Not that. It was, um, Kind of similar Sipping to, jet streams, slipping yeah. jet streams. Sipping jet streams was he has that ender part, I think that and it was it came out in like campaign two as well. Yeah, but it was that was like you, you guys go party on the tour side. Yeah, yeah. I have take the bus about like take the bus there yeah. and then you like thirty five bucks how you can drink. Yeah, you you literally yeah I'm like you get a wristband and you go in and it's it's all you can a do. raging club on the beach and, and there's all like, you can drink rum. You're like they hand you Malcolm rum just like here do you want the whole bottle take it around. It's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, you look back and you're like, 
I mean, it's not safe, but we were like rolling. There's six of us, and we were having fun. It was like, again, good, clean, Dude, rum, fun. Dude, time was, of your life right it there. It wasn't safe, but you didn't really have anything for people to take anyways. No, 100%. <laughs> and you're like, what do you want, my shirt? We, we actually got a cab back one time, and it, my uh, friend Ryan and I like were driving in that cab back to Bathsheba, which is like on the other side of the island, and there's nothing there except that wave. You know, and yeah. it's dark sugarcane drive nothing around and the cab driver was kind of being a little bit like straight i think he was kind of like feeling this out for whatever i mean you're in the middle of nowhere and he kind of like stopped the car and he like looked like he was gonna get out and we kind of just were like wow is this it this is kind of weird hmm. <laughs> anyways he, he ended up just was kind of just having to tell a story too wildly <laughs> and continued on to drop us off but yeah like you had funny tales like that yeah you had um yeah so we did, yeah, we did Barbados, and then next year we did Chile. Wow. Um, the Goofy Clitter's Revenge, because there's two Goofy Clitter's in our crew that they got, they picked Chile. Um, and that was like, I mean, a whole other realm of experience. Yeah. It's like, bring our wetsuits on and like, Have you been to Chile six sixes and I haven't. It's really yeah. cool. It's So there. Land of Lefts or? Yeah, Land of Lefts, and there's, me and me and my friend tried to invent this right off of, I think it's Peachy Lightning, which is like kind of perfect sand left and there's this like rock boil on the other side that looks like it could be like a right and it was pretty big and I paddled a 6-6 six, six out and the whole like camp came out to watch me and Brett go try this because you, you know when you're like on a trip and you're 19 and you're like that's a wave I know that's a yeah. wave <laughs> kept seeing this one I gotta go right at least one way yeah. this whole trip and we we go like I don't know trying to be heroes and it ended up being like I mean it was probably just like 6-8 foot and I was on like a 6-6 six, six dock that was Allison Aravisus that I bought off the rack. <laughs> Do you remember her? Like yes. Local, local honey totally. Pool. She had like a 6'6 six, six documentary and I grabbed it and was on that. And I just like pearled instantly on like a huge right. It's like right on my rock. You've rode docks for a long time, right? Yeah. I yeah. went from Chaz and then I had like a, a industry Merrick. I rode some Xanadus and then I kind of went back to dock and just like, yeah. I just like, now I just like hang out with him. Dog. Yeah, going to we, we're gonna get them on the show too. Yeah, that would be fun. They're the they're cutest awesome. couple in surfing. You should invite everyone should invite them to their wedding. They give everyone like a tandem bike usually as their what? Because oh they're like the biggest tandem Shit. couple ever. I'm gonna get remarried. They're just like, yeah, they're just like <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one's better than them. I, they, they like epitomize why I, I had like a big thing. I was like, I want to go hang out with the shaper and. Um, you know, bring him six pack and just like figure out what the hell I should be riding and have fun with that yeah. experience. And like, I had like a variety of shaping experiences and it just got to a point where I was like sending in order forms to get a five, eight, you know, proton over and over. And I was like, which is no great. connection. Definitely no. a candy store and yeah. it's beautiful to get a Merrick yeah. anytime. But, uh, yeah, I, like going to hang out with Doc on a Friday afternoon in his place and like, Ending up with like four scribble on order forms is the greatest. Yeah. And and it's a real authentic, also, genuine experience. Yeah, and Amber's just like showing you all the cool stuff they're up to and telling We're gonna you do this like, airspray and we're gonna do this paint resin splatter over here and like make it all poppy. We're going to see the dam tonight and then we'll oh, yeah. see tomorrow do my like, Damn, you were so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's like Amber's like cool than all of us. Like, she goes to more shows than anyone. So, so you get a bunch of surf trips under your belt. Yeah. Uh, you finish college. Where do you? Yeah. So I, I 
that's when I like I kind of planted that that travel bug. I'm like I gotta I want to travel and and then I at school I'd gotten all into like I don't know, this sounds really dorky but like reading and reading lyrics of bands that I was listening to and I just you know like in college you're like 19 you're trying to figure out what the world means to you and so I would like sit in between classes and just like read and listen to music and listen to lyrics and just had my full adolescent like phase of trying to figure out the bigger picture of the world and um, you're way more intellectual than most people yeah well I, I don't know I mean, I just not listen to music just music. for the rhythm and the like the beat. I, I, the lyrics. The lyrics. <laughs> yeah. like, this got me amped. That's all I care about. What did he say? I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to rip this wave. <laughs> go, go, go. Wait, what? So, that was beautiful poetry. So you were. That just planted the seed for me. And I took some cool English classes at OCC and had some great like professors that just like that. Like in school, I, I, I had great teachers throughout English and I was just bad at math. It never like excited me, and I gritted through that and did my best through school. And, but like writing, and it was always a, I was kind of shyer, and like it was always a cool way to kind of like I don't know articulate what I wanted to. Yeah, you know, you can listen to the podcast and all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> but, are we. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, squirrel. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor. What's she doing? Uh, um, so that. Then I'm like, I had this like big epiphany. I started looking at magazines again, I, and and like, I'm like, oh, well, there it is, right in front of me. I want to work at, want to work at the magazine. Huh. I could be, I could be the editor. So I literally like, hardcore committed to, I want to be, the editor, of a surf magazine. Really? Yeah. And so I started researching. What, how old were you? I was probably 19, 20. Yeah. I'm starting to get into that 19, 20, 21 zone, where, you know. You're you're doing your best to see a little past like the next party or the next like trip surf trip yeah session um, and so I was like okay well I know what to do I'm going to school I'm like right I can transfer and so I did you have to intern at first no well to transfer to to a new school I was okay. like I need to go somewhere a little, I need to get out of Huntington Beach and then get out of Orange County <laughs> and I I didn't want to go too far I like I wanted to travel to like surf. And so I um, just like got into San Diego State, which felt perfect. I was like, I can move away, but I'm st- I know this world, I know this culture, I know that I'm close to the industry. And I'm not going to abandon anything I've yeah. planted here. Um, so I went to San Diego State and started studying English, and that like it, you know opened up like the whole like world of literature and like actually writing and reading and, and like analyzing and. Um, you know, that whole, I got really into that for like two years. I loved my experience, had like great professors and the English department at San Diego State, everyone was like studying marketing and communications were the hot like thing, but the English department's like the same 40 kids, 35, 40 kids, young adults. And so you like developed this like little crew and it was just like opened up a lot of rad, seemed like opportunities to me. And I, and I was still razor sharp on wanting to work in a magazine and, uh, did you have a particular like a, magazine you wanted to work well, for? Well, at the or? time, Transworld was like the coolest. They had like D-Hump and um, Cote. Cote. Like I became like the biggest Chris Cote fan ever. Just like his enthusiasm and like he was funny and he was in a band that I liked and like he was in Cut You Up and he was ripping and working in the magazine. I'm like, how? You'd see his name in the magazine. I would see him in like videos for his band and playing shows that I was yeah. going to. 
I'm like, how, how the hell does he do all this? This and guy's I, the renaissance and man. And I kind of was like in school going, like, am I wasting my time? Should I like get out of here and go be, you know, call Chris and be like, how do I do what you're doing? But I, you know, I stuck it out. I remember literally having moments where I was freaking out. Like, I think my other, my friends did a trip to Ireland. I couldn't go on to serve and I was in school and, and Chris is, you know, ripping in bands and, and in every video and doing drive through Taylor Steele. And yeah. Like, He's in I the know, mix. Like Chris is a little bit older than me, but I was like, felt like I was wasting my time a little bit, and then so I, it just lit the fire more. I was like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do, and then I had this like crazy serendipitous moment, like in a Shakespeare class at San Diego State. This guy came up to me, who just said he recognized. He's like a little bit older than me. Um, he's like, I recognize you from surfing. You surf? I'm um, like, yeah, I surf Mission Beach, which we can get on. The Mission Beach is cold than some six in Mark. <laughs> Picks up windswell like a vacuum, and uh, that's where I'd surfed. And he saw me out there. And anyways, he he came up and he's like, "What do you want to do? What are you in Shakespeare class?" You know, he we were the only two like kind of surf. Everybody else is like, "Was it a mandatory class though?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like a really in-depth Shakespeare class, like deep dive into all Shakespeare. And you know, like an English. You're like, I'm just doing this to pick up on chicks, man. (laughs) An English department looks. Yeah, interesting. There's like the Dungeons and Dragons crew. There's like the people that like have actually never been outside and only read. And then there's like, you know, the loudmouths in the front who like just want their opinion heard. You know, not to. And then there's just like kind of like one or two surf guys. <laughs> yeah. We just were stood out a little bit. Um, but I was really into it and I loved it, the, the experience of all that and studying it and reading all the books and stuff. But. He's like, oh, I work at a surf magazine. I work at Surf Magazine. You're I'm kidding like, me. Are you kidding? And it was Kimball Taylor, who's like written for Surfer forever, and he's a pretty, you know, pretty well-known surf writer, or quote-unquote surf yeah. writer and writer. He's like, oh, I'll introduce you to uh, the guys at Surfer, and it was Chris Moore at the time. And, um, literally Moore. within that instant, like, I was like, oh my! I remember going home, going, oh my god, this is my moment. My moment is here. <laughs> like, wow. What yeah. do I do? And uh, anyways, Kimball and I kind of became friends and. We'd get beers at have a bar on campus at San Diego State, and like we'd get beers for a film class I had, and just like pick his brain. And then he ended up emailing surfer guys a couple times, and they never got back to him. And then he's like, you know what? I'm closer with I don't work at surfing, but I, I'm no closer with there. Evan Slater. He's a great friend. I think like you kind of are like you hit it off with him better anyway. So he emailed Evan, and within like two weeks, I had like an internship at surfing. And I was like, oh my God. Because wow. surfing and surfer in San Clemente? Yeah. One was in one San Juan Capistrano. Surfer was in San Juan Capistrano, right? Surfing was in the building in, with Astro Deck yeah, at the time. Pico. Which I'm so glad I got the Surfing Magazine office. It was like, at, at the you know, not to take any of what Surfer was doing at the time. And, and I, at the time, Just I'm different the demographic, different yeah. crew, oh. different, like, you know, staff. Yeah. Surfer was kind of the older crowd, right? At, I mean, you could you can like trace the the hills. Was Ricky pulled. Irons? He was the publisher at Surfer. At the yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. Ricky was there, and then Transworld was the coolest. So I, I you know, was just like oh, surfing. Surfing was the one you Transworld got. Transworld was the you. Yeah, I, and and surfing you got for free because in SSA you got it for free, and so it like ebbed and flowed. Sometimes I could relate, and sometimes it was kind of like too highbrow or something, or I thought because <laughs> um, the photos weren't young guys. There wasn't as many young guys that I could. But anyways, I go in there and um, yeah, I began this like crazy internship that was, you know, 
basically launched my career and got to work under Evan Slater, who is... What did I you do as an intern? My, my first um, assignment was, the, the, was about the cliff erosion at, at, in Encinitas, which, you know, there was just that tragedy there. Just happened, yeah. That, and I, I, lived, I lived in Acadia for three years on that bluff and, and you know, beach day down there really behind me. So it's, it's, uh, it's funny that that was my first assignment was to like study this and like, I, you know, I attacked it like I was trying to solve Watergate. <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally, it went on the website. I guarantee you no more than three people and it would have been me, Nathan Myers, the managing editor, and Evan Slater took a look at it. That was it. Who read it? <laughs> Because the website wasn't a thing at the time, but right, they're right. like, yeah, we don't need to proofread it. Just put it on there. We need content on there. Yeah. No, but it was, I mean, like, and it, it, but it, it, was, your, that, it was your Shakespearean masterpiece. But did, yeah. you, did you do some serious investigative reporting? No, I interviewed, I mean, I probably interviewed four people for this piece that was, you know, 400 words. And like, yeah, it was, it was my masterpiece, my first masterpiece, but it, it was a testament. It set the tone for, for like being a good, you know, writer. And, and I, through, that was the beginning of learning the whole magazine process, which is a million different, like, rad clever. What, what year was this? Do you remember? Yeah, that would have been 2000. Five? Probably like five. Yeah. About 2005. And I. Uh, Way out from my career. What's that? Yeah, I'm trying to think what you would have been. What, what, yeah. What era? You era were probably was Ruka, right? I was, yeah, I was already retired. <laughs> That was a podium, BBS. 2005. Yeah, so that came up. I did some rad stuff. They like sent me to Santa Cruz. I couldn't have been happier to cover the Coldwater Classic. I covered that like I was covering the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like interviewing Brett Simpson like about round 32, <laughs> round of, or like round one with 360 guys in the contest. Like it was at Wado Creek. It wasn't even at Steamer Lane. Oh my God. I was just woke up at six, but I would go out and like meet everyone and meet the brand guys and the sales guys and road tripped up there and they're like I'm, I'm getting paid to come up here to cover something I'm super psyched on and I get to surf yeah and then I would also like go to the bar after and see like Corey Lopez but you were cool and I'm like damn this is like you're like, interning though right yeah this is just interning they kind of gave me like gas money and I just like went up there yeah um, so you had to pay for everything else no but I had a hotel I had a hotel that I shared okay. with like some ad guy I never met and woke up at six every morning and was down there and I File like some kind of like in-depth story about about Toronto Creek that day. And who was who was Evan Slater was your your direct. He was the editor in chief, but I, I mostly at that time would like get assignments from managing editor, which is kind of like his job is to keep everything off Evan's plate. Yeah, <laughs> managing editor does like a lot of the the editing, the answering the people, and, and like setting up kind of like assignments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of like. Uh, he I, he was my direct contact yeah. Nathan, but I mean still working all of them but anyways I just get these little assignments and, and they would um, I just grew on them as a big fire month. and eventually I think another big assignment I had to call every world champ for like this champions issue they, they were doing whoa so I'd like dial up Tom Carroll and I'm like so you just dial it up and they answer you know <laughs> these are still like immortal gods to me yeah yeah and I'm like what was the article? Evan literally, um, there's an issue, issue surfing day, it was like called, it was basically like a champion's issue, and he's on the cover from P-Pass, like doing a grab roll cutback, but there was these short interviews with every world champ about the moment that they won their first title. Wow. It was just kind of like their little anecdote about 
you know, I would do this to do it. And so, you know, we divided and conquered, but Evan like emailed me over, you know, your list, 15 phone numbers of world champs and, and like, yeah, call them and get this. And literally it's like Tom Carroll, you know, PT. And, uh, I think I had like a couple wild ones to me. It was like Aki and I don't like Sonny. <laughs> Evan ended up like getting a couple of them, but I, I just, you know, that was the first time I tripped down, like just dialing up a, you know, a legend. And yeah. And then answering and be like, oh, it's Surfing Magazine? Cool. Well, what, what do you need? Travis. <laughs> well, well, Tom. <laughs> I need a, I need five minutes of your time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How soon did, were you, did you get your first business card and how, how fast did you pass those out? Well, okay. That, my transition from intern to, to getting hired is kind of funny because I, you know, I'm like attacking this internship like it's. Yeah, I'm literally, this is my dream. I'm there's no way I'm like messing yeah. this up, and, but I'm still having fun with it. I'm trying to be the young guy in the office that's like hungry. And, um, so I, I I actually finish out my internship probably like six months later, maybe a year. I can't remember how long it was, but and I you know I'm kind of like sad. I still have like a little bit of school to go, maybe like six months or something. And I'm like, damn, like I hope I don't they don't like forget about me or I don't know. I was like kind of terrified. I was gonna go do six more months of school and come out and be lost yeah um and i had my like taste of the dream job and then what it was about to get so so you had the taste of your dream job and it was a dream job it's exactly what you wanted yeah i, I love like getting in the, the meeting yeah it was i was like programmed to do that like yeah. in the meetings they're like who should we do this on and i'm like do it on this guy this guy what about this guy this guy does it and you know shy me i'm like i know what i'm talking I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I had a shit ton to learn. Like, don't get me wrong. My writing was like this sprawling like lecture on transcendentalism is what I thought writing was at that time. Yeah. But you know, Nathan Myers kind of taught me how to consolidate it into something that's like palatable, and I still think it influenced me today and got me like reading some stuff that mattered for magazines and it was approachable. Yeah. And, um, so I, I went back to school and then. I went to that trip to Chile. I came back and was like telling Evan Slater about it. Like, oh, I went to Chile, like trying to show off. Like, hey, I'm still. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surfing. And uh, he, he basically, like, on the phone, just like offered me, like, I just got back and he was like driving back to school, offered me the full time job of associate editor. And I was Dude. Like, oh my God. But I also had this like panic. I was like, I have six more months of school left to, to I get an English degree. And I told him that. And then, He's like, well, let's, yeah, finish it and, and work full time here. You know, Dude. here's what you get. Here's your offer. I'm like, are you kidding? I offered to get like a salary and like insurance and he's going to let me somehow finish school. It ended up. Damn, bro. Perfect yeah. storm right there. It was cool. That's a dream situation. Yeah, it was, I, I was freaking out. I love Evan Slater now. Yeah, Evan's, Evan's great. He's hilarious. I just went to a punk show with Evan like three months ago, and he's we're still friends. Uh, so Evan gives you your first job in the industry. He gives you your first internship, and then now your first job. Yeah, and so now I'm like the associate editor at Surfing Magazine on the staff. I'm supposed to be there Monday morning at eight for the the big meeting that we do to every Monday morning make the magazines. And at the same time, I'm full-time taking, like, 16 units at San Diego State of my final, like, I probably had, like, 40 books a semester to read. But, you know, there's no possible way I could do that. Yeah. And so I, it's, 
it, it launched like six months of probably the busiest I've, to this day that I've ever been. Yeah. I, I was like, but how fucking, you weren't going to let anything. How fucking stoked off. were you? Oh, I was, it, I, it gets better too. So I, what, I, can I ask you what your salary was? Um, I think it was like 35 grand. That's pretty freaking good for, I, I mean, yeah, I was you're 19 years old, 20 years old. Yeah, I was killing it. Without um, ever having, and, and bonus. I mean, uh, not bonus, uh, benefits. benefits. Yeah, like I, the benefit health insurance. Thing was all yeah, that was like straight into that. Which yeah. at the time I could could have cared less about that, but now I'm like, thank God I have. Yeah, I mean that's it worked out great. That's uh, I think what people are getting paid out of college now. Yeah. Well, and to do what I was doing, I was I you I would never in the surf industry. Say you know, no. and and I knew it was like the beginning of what I was gonna chase and. And it launched everything. I would have countered and said, I at least need to go on like three surf trips. Yeah. We are paid well, by. The crazy more. thing is, is I knew that was going to be part of it. Like, yeah. I was married. He didn't want to go on the trips anymore. Yeah. He had kids. He's like doing a whole different I, thing. I, I did a, uh, an Ireland trip with Evan and the Molloy brothers. And did, we did a pretty awesome trip. I recall it. I think I remember reading that. I think there's a line in that story about like the jet lag and like you take a shit at like 11 p.m. or something. I don't, know. My, I don't know the same story, but it stands out to me. I'm like, reading the surf back, like, yeah. Like, Whoa, jet lag! Can you poop at a different time? Yeah, that was probably six a.m. here. That's about right now. Just yeah. So that yeah. awesome. So you finished college, then you're full time. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, that that year busiest of my life, and then Evan actually goes, "Hey, can you go on a boat trip to Indo to mentorize?" First time. This is yeah. I'm still in school. First time, it's like April. I still have like three more months of school, and, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Uh, yeah. And then I so I had, like schedule all these meetings with my professors, um, who Did you you're up front with them and said, hey, I got this, yeah. this job, and, and like I can't blow it, but I'm gonna make this. I'm like, this is I'm what gonna... I'm doing. You know me. I'm yeah. here, and my professor, who actually recently like had a running with his name's William Mauricio, and he's like a he's like a really well known like. Um, like a uh, Mexican writer and, and like a lot of like Chicano culture. He's like a legend and he's written like amazing books on it. Huh. And at the time I thought he was like the cool, he was so cool and like uh, just the most, uh, I don't know, just like at the time I'm like this guy is so weird, but I love like his class. And he opened up like a ton of like doors for me too, just in like the arts. Hmm. Um, anyways, he, I had a meeting with him and he's like, Go do it. He like basically like put me on the blog. He's like one of our students is like working at Ma- Surfing Magazine. So yeah, but he was stoked. He 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 like was amazing, and everybody else was like really cool too and understood. And I except all the kids in the class. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> trying to throw you on the bus. He's getting to go yeah. to Mentawise. He's not a writer. <laughs> he didn't show up last Wednesday. Yeah. So so yeah. Wow. Be in, I finished that. I get through all that and like I graduate and uh, yeah dive full time into. Was the Mentawai boat yeah, trip? Yeah, let's talk about Mentawai's what boat? That was surf spots. Yeah, that trip was. Uh, and who are you with? It was Dusty Payne when he was sick. probably fourteen years old. Granger Larson, Zeke Lau, Hawaiian uh, crew, huh? Duke. Andrew Dohini, <laughs> um, this kid Aaron Swanson from Kauai, um, who we tied to a, we duct taped him to a pole because he was like the <laughs> Who? Yeah, I think he actually recently Aaron might have put that on Instagram or something. <laughs> He remembers the trip. I don't know, but it was he was just like the, the like new kid that got tied to the pole. Um, and that's probably two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, Mikey G from Volcom. Like, yeah, he he was the one that vouched to have a writer. And so on that trip, because like mental eye boat trips weren't you don't need a writer to go on that trip or to orchestrate anything. 
but that you know Volcom was probably advertising a, the, the trip, to, and they knew if a writer was there and had a better chance of like getting, getting a, mag, an article, getting an editorial. Which you know I learned that later, but at the time I was like, yeah, I'll go write, I'll write yeah. shit on this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like taking notes on everyone's dump schedule, whatever, like every detail about a, you know. Here's my journal. Uh, uh, this is what happened. Yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, it was. I had to kind of invent a story because it's kind of like a ground trip to Indo. It wasn't that exciting on paper. Of course, when you say it now, knowing what Dusty's done and Zeke's done and all these yeah. guys have like done, um, it makes sense. Oh, Tanner Vidalskis was on too. We became lifelong friends after that. Like, because uh, he was kind of like a little bit older. We close. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that trip, like, you know, I, my first way of glances right. This was like. <laughs> What you dream about if you're in my shoes. That's this, the first wave they usually pull up to. Yeah, this, yeah, this is the dream. That's what moment. we surfed, right? Is that the first wave we surfed? I don't know. You, I yeah, might, I, I, it's the closest I, to the channel, I think, to, to crop. Like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. But uh, this was my world. Yeah, my world title was jumping off the boat in the haze of the first morning at Lance's. And, you know, they think I'm just like a writer dork. You know, Mike and Gene, everybody, like, they don't know me from anything. I'm yeah. Just a new guy. I got off, and my first wave, I hurled on the takeoff, like jet lagged, my legs, like my calf was like, <laughs> like doing that like weird jet lag thing. Yeah. We were like, have a cramp in it. And so I curled, I'm like, oh my God, I'm pooped. Like, I completely curled. And then the next wave, I got like a, just a Lance's, like one of the double sectioner, you know, the first section, and then the kind of surgeon table barrel and came out and just like did a cutback. And then Mikey G had like a handheld he had filmed it on, and he like showed me later. He's like, what the hell? The writer can concern. <laughs> That's his commentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow. I just like, I won. I won the world title. Yeah. It was. It was like. And everyone respected you. Yeah. So you gain like you get to surf with the guys and not yeah. be a complete like in the way guy. And yeah. You, you learn how it all works. But I'm not bunker with the nerd, dude. Yeah. Now I'm bunker with the guy who's getting double yeah. barrel. The the writer <laughs> with his Shakespeare book in the corner. He's book smart, but he's wave savvy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my that was big. So that was your first trip for surfing magazine. Yeah, I paid for like everything dialed. Dude, and, and like you're on a boat trip at Mac. Um, yeah, everything. How is that? My and, whole life coming to like. How is that story? But you, like, oh, it's probably so bad. It's but in, but it did it get published? Story. Yeah, it's in the the photography quote unquote photography issue. I think Dylan Graves on the cover. Probably like lowest selling issue. But how many? <laughs> but how many trips and stories and video segments have you watched from mentalities prior to going? You're uh, just like uncountable. I know the North Shore and probably Indo. I mean, anyone who surfs like, like yeah, but watches. We know. I know the topography of it without even having gone there. See, that's the, but that's what, that's being a fan of surfing and knowing like and, hey, one day I'm gonna get here. And how many I'm people like this is great for our show. Because how many people in this fucking world have worked for Surfing Magazine? Not that many. Well, I mean, now it's gone. And, 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 so the, I'm like, <laughs> and it's gone. But you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is really cool stuff that uh, I'm super interested in hearing. Yeah. No, it was, the, the, the culture and the way it works was, looking back, it, it, I miss it. It was like, the way it was organized, it's why... There were great stories and why there were great interviews and why advertising was good and why the ads looked rad and were pushed the envelope and the brands were, you know, not, I'm not, I can't like, I'm not going to dog technology or anything, but the, the, that's how surfing delivered once a month in that package with that photography yeah. and like, you know, and the layer of writing that you can 
multiply pass through and find, you know, I know no one like read cover to cover very often, but Mag, but I kind of like, used to when I was, you know, no kids and yeah. real job. I, I used to. But you eventually <laughs> make it through, you know, and I yeah. learned how to, I was in charge of like the beginning part, which we called like at random, which was, uh, I remember like, at random. It's like the short quips about this and that. It's basically what the internet does now. So yeah. I like orchestrated that whole section. And it was always like growing or shrinking based on how many ads. And so last minute you like have to rally stories or cut stories. Um, but it, yeah, just the, the culture of the whole thing and being inside some trips that we orchestrated, you know, we like did a trip to Evan, I mean, Evan orchestrated a trip to Yemen while I was there. And like you did West Yemen? Africa. Yeah, yeah. DJ Strunz did a trip to Yemen, which was scary. Yeah. <laughs> did you go? Uh, no, well, I, I did one scary trip I'll tell you about, it was, uh, but it was after Evan had left and I was there. But, but not scary, but I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that. how long did you work at Surfing? You became the chief editor. Yeah, I was editor. Editor. My total reign there from intern to editor-in-chief, I think I did six, I did eight years there. Wow. Yeah, from age like 22, 23 till 20, wait, I did six years there. From like age 20 to 26. I'm sorry, 28. I got the editor-in-chief job at 26 and 28 I left. Okay. Um, Evan yeah. left and that's... Yeah, so I went from associate editor and then I moved up to managing editor when uh, the guy above me moved to Bali. And I did the managing editor job for maybe like four months. And then, you know, I was like, okay, Evan kind of starts grooming me to be the editor-in-chief. He had like kind of anointed me that that was what I wanted to do. You know, you got a few years... You know, we'll we'll work harder on like the next layer of what goes into making this. And then, like, was he a good a good leader? A Evan, good, yeah, mentor. He he is an absolute like savage human to try to draft behind. He wakes up at like four in the morning, surfs blacks, drives from Carlsbad to San Clemente, or you know, he's he's a madman. He is like this deep down core surfboard mavericks guy. I mean. He so crazy and then yeah to see like how he applied that to like how Business he ran and the magazine and, and his work um it was so good for me like we me and evan are very different in like our maybe like a lot of ways of what i want to convey about surfing but he taught me so much about how to how you apply it how you use your voice and how you organize it um so, and, and even to just like, um, like liberate me to like be okay with my voice once he left and be like, be Travis, don't be Evan, don't be Evan point two point oh, because yeah. I fail at that miserably. Um, and so that's why, you know, four months after being managing editor and him kind of saying, I'm going to train you up to be this next job. He had gotten like, tripping? Like, well, he had gotten a job at Hurley and he came in my office and like, I just want to know, you know, in the next few days. I'm going to be telling everyone that I'm leaving to go to Hurley. And I was like, seriously, so horrified, like so scared. No one, because not that this, it sounds like not a big deal at the time, but I was 26 right then. Yeah. Um, You're still pretty young. Yeah, 36. Ten, it was 10 years ago. No, I meant then. Oh, yeah, know, at 26. 20, yeah, to... 26 years old. Like, And he was saying, like, you have a few years. And then he just kind of was like, okay, I'm leaving. And I told him, like, don't hire anyone else. This is your guy. Um, I think I looked it up. I think Jesse Fain was 26 when he did an interim, maybe, 
editor in chief, but otherwise I think I'm the youngest <laughs> that got that. And because Evan I think was 27 or 28. Yeah. He did it from Steve Hawk. So, anyways, yeah, I'm way too young to be doing this. Or, you know, you do your best. You try yeah. to do yourself. All I can but you've been there. You know the crew. You know the way everybody works. Yeah. You, it was just you, that bigger pitch, that bigger yeah. level of of like how the ads and how the company work and what the optics on what that might do to sales and like so i have to say what what happened instantly when evan left was like shock waves everyone was like oh surfing magazine's done like evan was like he had built that mag up to like a lot well respected at the time totally i i remember i don't know evan that well but i know that surfing magazine became kind of the cool new school magazine yeah like transport was was definitely rad, but in my mind back then, it was surfing, Transworld, and Surfer. But Evan right? was at Surfer. And then yeah, he started his career at Surfer, yeah. and then they brought him in at a kind of a dark period for surfing. It just wasn't doing that well. Was is, that, of, is that after uh, Flame passed? And... No, he Evan worked a bit with Flame, but it was around that time. Like, there was just a lot of movement, yeah. and then Evan came in, and he hired Steve Sherman. He, he gave it, like, a vision. And it took a few years to get it there, but um, that's what Evan kind of taught me too. Is he 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 taught me how to make a ma- like a well orchestrated, well balanced like magazine. So it wasn't just like me talking about airs the whole time or something. Or yeah, he told me like all the layers, and we were like really inspired by like Vanity Fair at the time, which I, I'm like you know 26 and reading Vanity Fair, like trying to under like, but it taught me a ton about magazine making, yeah. what you're trying to do, and like serve this, you know, readership that I think it, I hate it, it was up to like 100,000, I don't know, you know, there's all sorts of like ways to fake that or <laughs> we can go to that, like how that worked at the time, but in my head, we were, they had a huge audience and that magazine was all over, so all of a sudden you're at the helm. I felt pretty confident in what Evan like had taught me, but I was pretty overwhelmed by the... So he told you you were going to be the guy? Yeah, so I like had these like existential, I went to like Mario's and Huntington Beach and like sat there yes. by myself and was just like holy shit I think I was like with the girl at the time I'm like this is about to get like kind of this is gonna be a lot <laughs> yeah. to take on um, but I like the salary did, did you yeah, yeah, did you no. trip though like did you cause obviously you're 26 years old right and yeah Evan can say this should be your guy right but then whoever else signs checks and shit, you know, that makes decisions. They're like, wait, you know, yeah, we love Travis, but is he leadership material? Is he the future of this man? Mature enough, right? Like there were tons of questions. It was like, it was scary. And did you have to go like re-interview or did they have no, signed off on it? They, it was weird. There's another scary layer, which I was offered like a, a really low salary in comparison. I knew I wasn't going to get paid what Evan probably left making. And so if we want to get into the politics about the transition yeah. from a legend to a 26-year-old unproven, like, yeah. I'm like a rookie. I'm on a rookie contract. <laughs> and so they offered me this, like, kind of a slap in the face. Looking back now, whatever. You, we'd all, like, be okay with this salary. Um, but Evan, you know, Evan kind of, like, had to coach me through on, like, how ballsy I could be to get what I wanted to make. And like it was a game of cat and mouse. I'm like being offered my dream, 
job. Yeah. But I'm, it's like a football player holding out when they make the yeah. NFL as a rookie. It's like you want to say yes, yeah. but you, you want to get something out of it. You, so you're trying to play hardball, but yeah. you're like, fuck, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, it was scary. And blow it. And I'm not at like, 26 years old. Yeah. And I'm not a bit, you know, I'm, money wasn't like thing, but Evan was trying to teach me, you know, like to set your career up. You don't want to like. Late night, what were you at 26 years old? What was I? Ripping. Yeah. Ripping. I was a Ruka rep. Um, were you repping Ruka already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I was at Huntington Surf and Sport. Yeah. Not really anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was a pro. I was a pro. I was a, a hardworking HSS employee. I was a pro server making the about the time I was making a transition into yeah after pro surfing. Yeah, so this guy at twenty six year twenty six years old has a career. Was going to be what was going to be your title? Editor in chief. <laughs> but then I'm like sitting there going like trying to play like poker star. I'm going like. Maybe I won't take it. <laughs> who who was the like? There's like these guys. You know, you have your publisher and um, Ross Garrett, who's now the president of Surfline. He had just, I believe, he had left a bit before that to go work at Surfrider, and so they had brought on Tony Perez, who you guys know. I mean, Tony yeah. wanted yeah. to be the, the publisher. I have to like give Tony a lot of the credit of how I pulled off this transition with such flying colors and how we kind of had like a good run at surfing. Where we were kind of like, I think we were beating Surfer for a while, even with me <laughs> the controls. It was because uh, he came in and he like looked at me and our crew. And we're like, we had like a lot of young talented. Like our art director was Chato and Scott Chenoweth. And Scott, who's now went on, worked with me at What Youth and Everything I've Done. Great art director. And uh, had a young, couple young writers. And we had a good crew. And we were like friends with. The Danes and like doing trips with the yeah. guys who you wanted to be doing trips with. And yeah. We were young and fun. And Kai Neville and I had like just started a relationship about like doing his movies and our magazine and exclusively like doing trips. And yeah. So there's like a, we had a little bit of like that. You're surfing. Like, that just opened up so many more you're relationships surfing with those guys. Gave you credibility. By right? my writing waves or no, my, the you're, sur you're surfing. Yeah. Like you're. you're your talent of surfing, wave riding. Oh, I, well, I don't know about that. No, I, I mean, I, it does, I'm telling I you, I think that helped you with those guys, like Dane and fucking Kai Neville. Like, people, it's like, with me. Clicky. With me, they wanna, like. They want, they want to respect you. I surf halfway decent, and I think people respect that. Well, <laughs> Well, you know what I'm saying? If, like, if you're claiming you're the chocolate hockey, then you better. <laughs> it, I'm not claiming that. He does. Jeff Booth claimed that. I've seen Liz right away from like North Side to like Seapoint. <laughs> he um, loves to get on line. He loves <laughs> parallel surfing. It hey, was the same no, wave. Could you just let him compliment me, bro? <laughs> it was the same wave. Golly, bro. Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying is like, I think, you know, you're talented writer you're talented at what you're doing with the magazine but the the ace in your the ace in the hole was because you were a cool kid that could fucking surf you know what i mean, I mean well I, I think that's what what my friend had mentioned he's like you were you were made built for this yeah i i yeah i, I was studying you know nssa heat sheets when I was, just to see who was on them and, yeah but your talent of surfing 
it's it's kind of that weird untalked. Because you like, are a good surfer. You you rip. But you, we you once told me I surfed like Greg Brownie. I did. I still, I'll take that. I did. As a compliment, yeah. Brownie rips. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Steel parts. Like, yeah. In the surfing world, and there are with amongst our peers, it's kind of untalked about. But if you rip, yeah, I feel like you do get a little bit more respect. And I think yeah. people take you a little bit more serious. That's why I'm so successful it, at my fucking and job. It legitimizes bro. you as, <laughs> as a whole. You know, like hey, you could be a phenomenal writer or a businessman yeah. or whatever. But if if you rip, then it's just gonna. If you're smart and you rip, then, yeah. dude, yeah. nothing good, can hold good, you back. Good looks and you rip, I, I, know. I guess that's You got, got one, so Lar. You got one, Lar. <laughs> Late night. <laughs> it allows you to, um, I think, to communicate on a level, too, where yeah. when you're when I'm interviewing a Dane or something, um, you, not to say that you're, like, in comparison, but you can kind of put yourself on a wavelength where to talk about wave. They're not, like, thinking, like, what is this guy talking yeah. about? Yeah. You can at least like understand. You could break down the terminology. You could, you know, yeah. talk, talk like you know what you're they, doing. I think like. Hey, Dan, you need to do your air reverses like me. Did you see that last one? Like, <laughs> let's figure out how you get a little bit more tail high. Yeah. Oh, the best is critiquing surf, like, a, like watching a contest. Right? What is he doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, yeah, they're like the best surfers in the world. We're like analyzing. So, so you became. Yeah. Okay. Well, Editor in chief. Tony Tony Perez came in, and he kind of had just taken over for Ross. I, you know, my timeline's a little off, but uh, Tony comes in, looks at what he's doing, and being like the smart, like enthusiastic businessman that he is, he he looks. He's like, well, these guys are young, fun, and got relationships. And Evan's leaving. Everyone, all the all my clients in the industry are just like, well, we should probably go to Surfer or Transworld because this kid's gonna blow it. <laughs> And basically, he took the other approach. He's like, "Hey, the Evan Slater days are over. The, the like big wave thing, the travel, the hardcore travel. He's like, no, this is like the modern collective magazine now. This is the, which I, I love. You know, I was like a big Taylor Steele Kai fan. So I like I love movies, surf movies. Wasn't into contests as much. Of course, I paid attention, but it, it like defined my like approach to mm-hmm. this whole culture. Was that was." Was and him being like, hey, we're going to every event. We're we're renting like a caravan of this. The surfing magazine guys are coming to every party that the industry throws. They're gonna be like first in, last ones at the bar. <laughs> he kind of like encouraged us to just. He's like, go get to be relevant, be relevant, and like make the edgiest magazine. And like, I'm not gonna look at covers. I'm gonna say shit about editorial. Like, go do what you're doing, and like. Uh, that's where I say Evan Slater had built the framework in me to, to like understand that I can't just just like put air guys on the cover every time. Like yeah. I wanted to build like a well, but I wanted it to be younger and like. And, well, and well, I remember more. having conversations with uh, Larry uh, Moreflame about he. I mean, I remember this one photo, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, this should be a cover. This should be a cover." But we just ran an identical or similar shot. And the way they lay out, like, hey, you can't just run 12 issues of regular footers or 12 issues of barrels. It's got to be diversified. You know, it's got to, ha- you know, it's got to be appealing. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. But he's like, man, it's just, he's all, it sucks. I'm all this shelf it for a couple months. He's all, I, I can't, like, yeah. you know, like, you know, and you have these conversations and you're just like, why me? Why? Why can't you just? So it ended up being a two-page spread instead of a cover, but still yeah. still killer. But yeah. I, I wanted to get your perspective on like how that goes down. You know, you get so many 
good photos and you have all these storylines you got to tie in like how hard is it to like edit down all of that content yeah it's it's a it's a full-time job it's like the it's like the while everybody else is out like working and doing like real work for the world yeah. we were in there debating everything you just said like and like passionately like talking about that like, shot's so sick but it's similar to this and we gotta you know we're like, saving this yeah. for this like themed issue i mean it's like it's a yeah. lot of juggling going on yeah. you're trying to conceptualize a you know a theme or something that you have or a, an idea that you're trying to illustrate. quicksilver paid for a two-page ad I billabong to, paid i have to say like and this was what tony told me he's like i will you know block from you don't want to be influenced by it no, you can't, advertising dollars. You can't put so-and-so on the cover because they don't advertise. I mean, he was like, go make the... So he's a great... I mean, that might have been... I'll go to war at, on the back side. That might have been in the early business. days, but not like... Yeah, I think there were times that, for sure, but my, my era, like... Yeah, but he would come in and be like, hey, you should put it... Like, jokingly. Yeah. But I, I never felt that pressure, and I think a lot of people like assume that it's like... Decided that way, but nope, it, yeah, I never felt it. Yeah, and our, I mean, your magazines were like the starting to decline at that time, but as long as you were, you had like numbers, you were trying to make sure that people were buying off the newsstand. But um, we just did what we felt was right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but there is a lot of crazy stuff. Because I mean, we do like edit conferences where you try to do like one to three years out, and then you try to build in one year and then you got to go out and illustrate that with photos and words and, yeah, and, and, like, and some trips waves, might not produce and some might just stuff. pop up and then i went to canada with with uh my second trip i did was with dane reynolds and uh, jamie o'brien and it was to canada which is the weirdest it was like a weird and dan and, Jam and jamie like they, they were just like polar opposites but you know the new air guys and whatever but we went there this elaborate trip all these crazy stories that went into it, and it was flat for like seven days straight. We drank like warm beer on a beach, came around with Virginia O'Brien, like, you know, doing nothing. We got one session for like a half an hour. We got one or two photos. And it was freezing. Cold and just, it was, I mean, crap. It was just sitting on the, I mean, it was like a beautiful place. And, and I was it Tofino? Like, yeah. We went, well, we went to an island off. It was like a, an island off of there where you, float plane in and it was, it was a rad trip and yeah it's where i met nate lawrence i wrote about it actually in surfer's journal a couple about it during the nate uh, lawrence the photographer his portfolio in surfer's journal but it was the first time i met nate because he for one going to canada the uh immigration department like does not like us coming in or they like it's like a retribution for <laughs> whatever we do to people at borders <laughs> they they're like, you're from Hawaii and you two are from California and you have surfboards. Why the hell would you come from California to Hawaii to Canada to surf? Yeah. And so you just get They're pretty strict. for a while. Yeah. And then Nate had like, he was supposed to meet us and he had had like a minor possession of alcohol ticket from when he was 16. Or yeah. Like so silly, silly Nick on his, so they sent him back to Seattle. Nate drove in, like rented a car, drove in, hired his own float plane, got dropped off at this like weird remote island we had made it to and he like just like walked in with his camera gear above and that's when i my first experience with like a surf photographer who they're all fucking nuts <laughs> and like the you know all kinds of characters in that realm and, and nate was just like hey like, i made it dude, you got sent back what i yeah. was just like baffled i mean we weren't gonna have a photographer for this trip and, um 
But yeah, that was like where I learned the grit of being a star photographer yeah. and just like appreciating their persistence and, and some of the stuff that they go through to do to document like what goes into an image is psycho. And that's why you there's so much scrutiny that goes into what you put in the magazine. It's such a at the time it was like you know, there's a lot of good stuff that doesn't go seen. So much yeah, yeah there's and so many there's good so surfers in this world. <laughs> now we see so much of it that we're like we're just like numb to it. Yeah. But back then there was like so much good stuff going on. Yeah. And, um, so much going on, yes. So there was like a sweet spot there, I think, for a minute. It seemed like the surf media, but yeah. So I, I ended up like running the show at surfing for, I think it was two years there. And, and that was our theme. Is like me and Kai established like a good relationship where his films and our outlook on surfing and the surf culture were really aligned. And yeah. I appreciated like his filmmaking. And we had like a good relationship with Joe G, who I still have a good um, thing with his films. I just like was really, really put a lot of our effort into like, surf films and documenting the trips that go into that because that's just me growing up i would like watch the videos and i'd be like that session was in this mag you know i was like i connected the dots as a yeah. kid so much and so i always loved being part of that orchestration yeah super cool so then from there two years there that what 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 were the factors that led you to leave Surfing magazine. Yeah, so I was there kind of like, you know, I we had like an editor, Stuart Cornell. I don't know if you guys remember his ride. He is by far the smartest person I've ever met, the most like brilliant. I mean he he's brilliant. But he, he had written a letter to us as like a, a surfing magazine, like mailing letter, and it was like the like the most well written, like he it was like me identifying someone who like knew as much about surfing as a young like my Holy shit! This kid knows we like. We don't need to like just answer his letter. He's like, get in here. <laughs> we need to figure out who this kid is. Came in. He's this. He's from Hawaii. Um, brilliant writer. He's now gone to like. He has every degree from Stanford, and he's a great surfer. He grew up like surfing in Hawaii, but he's this like just brilliant, like wonderful person who he was working with us. But I, I knew he would be short lived in that world, and he was always aspiring to work at agencies. And he's just a really smart mind. But I got like a lot of great time and we, we worked really well together. And so he was in there kind of in and out, and had Scott, the art director. We just had like a really good young crew of people making the magazine and everything was firing. And Pete Terrace was the photo editor and Jimmy Wilson, Jimmy Kane was Jimmy the Kane. assistant editor. And, you know, it's like we, we looked around and like we're young and everybody in there was like talented and we were bold and like making statements and claims and like part of things that were upsetting, you know, the older guard, but not like in a disrespectful way. I don't feel like it was just we we're making noise and, and making magazines like, well, this is kind of fun, throwing parties and premieres and under the surfing under the surfing banner, yeah, yeah. making the mag. And then so we, um, just I I had always Stewart's like I think he had always wanted to start a company and he kind of like identified this moment, this like little like creative powerhouse we had and we had Kai and me and Scott, the art director and, and you know, there's always people just like spitballing like ideas that you want to elevate. And so I in my head I was twenty six, I got my dream job. I was like, what do you do now? I mean I wanna do this for a while but yeah, what gotta keep going. Yeah. Um and so yeah, we, we kinda like slowly workshopped like this new you know, you're seeing technology start to 
to influence different things. And we wanted and me and Kai and Stuart and Scott, we all had like a more cultural like we wanted to like go through Paris on our way to Hossiger and not and stay for a few days. And I guess that's a bit it was like cosmopolitan we wanted to like splash some cosmopolitan fun into this yeah. hardcore like surf dog thing. So we put like big lifestyle photos and like or just kinda get weirder with with like the angle we were trying to do and like not just like quote unquote surf. Yeah, more yeah. more focus on the, the story, the destination, just the one shot. Yeah. Certain action yeah. people. Like we love yeah. the style and like we were I don't know. Like just a lot more up. behind the scenes, like hey, yeah. this killer restaurant. Like, go, we got cool like yeah. photo of it's like yeah, opening your eyes while you're yeah. like, wow, this is cool. Look at this. It's like not just the surf part of the trip, the the experience part of the trip or the culture. Yeah. Like go totally. go two days before or stay two days after. Yeah. So right? it's like Kai Kai and me on a trip, we'd be getting surf stuff done and then I would want to like go write about stuff and just kinda like sketch around like what what the place looked like and he's as a filmmaker wanting to like document that and then the magazine would come out and in concert we'd have the photos and the films and so we had this like nice little thing going and so I, I think that was just like the beginning stage of us wanting to do something kind of more just like really go dive into that and that kind of like launched you know what would go on to become what youth you know we it was a scary scary time so so how, how was it like deciding right like so who was who was part of what youth you scott kai, kai and that guy's us Stuart, yeah so it was the four of us and we you know a who's the other guy from hawaii Stuart Cornell. Okay, Stuart. Yeah. So he's part of it. Yeah, he at the time, like, what had happened is towards the end of my time at surfing, Scott had moved to New York to do some art directing and kind of like moved to New York, but I knew he could do the job that wasn't done from New York just as well as here, and so I didn't replace him. I just, you know, we worked out a deal where he could still be that role, and so he was kind of like, starting to move away and then Stuart had like moved to Portland to go to school and do something else and work for an agency but he was still contributing so everybody's starting to kind of like push away and I had a good crew at the, at the mag but I you know we were they were just making the magazine and I these guys had just planted this seed I couldn't get out that I wanted to like take this risk it was scary as hell and like uh you know so you guys decided to start it yeah what, start, so what who, came, who came up with the name well, it was originally called Bummer for a really long time. Like, <laughs> and that was, I mean, we, yeah, we named it like 50 different times. I mean, naming something, if anybody that's gone to like try to name something, it's, like a, yeah. it's a curse that goes onto your brain for a long period of time. Um, uh, so we, we like, we quit kind of with, we kind of just had to quit. Because I'm like, we can't. We can't keep having these meetings or ideas or talks at all on, in this world. You know, that's you gotta keep you can't it in the do DL. It. You can't yeah, do we, it at work. We were only allowed yeah. to like on the weekends have coffees and be like, "We're gonna do this." And, but they like, like I said, they were all already moved on. I was the only one back. Scott had moved. Stuart was out. Kai never, you know, didn't have an office there. It was all just like, was I was I gonna leave the magazine? Was the big kind of like yeah debate. And so we had, I, I quit it's, without... It's a huge risk because you have... Yeah, totally. And uh, A salary, uh, benefits, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh. I, Seniority. I had, a, I had a car payment. I was, you know, I had a great job and was had an apartment in Encinitas, I think, and, or in Huntington. And just everything was dialed. Yeah. 
And, and so you're going to upset the apple cart. Yeah. And so I, it was scary. And I was the only one that had to like tell it to the whole crew. And we were, we were like killing it at the time. It was, yeah. We were, there's nothing Super like fun. nothing planted in in the in the culture that was like really negative or like to get but, out. But your it. mind was made up. Yeah, I was just like, I gotta, I gotta do this. Gotta follow yeah. through and at least give it a shot. And when I quit, we didn't. I mean, we didn't have like a name. We didn't have uh, really a plan. We kind of thought we could like go do some meetings with the brand. I remember we had this like uh, just God, this little white board. We wrote like brands like who we knew between me, Kai, and Stuart. Like, you know, we, between we, me and Kai, we knew kind of like a lot of the industry, but we're like. You think we could get like money out of them to like do a project? <laughs> we were just so raw, and you know, and then that kind of led us. I mean, it was school first starting. And what, and, and what time or what year was this in? This was 2000, 2012? 2011. Not the end of two thousand eleven. Um, I, I left in October, and then we kind of like workshopped and just did those types of meetings, um, trying to like sketch out what the hell we were doing, um, just constantly like. Skyping from all around the world and, and like figuring out what we're doing, and everyone's just like, "What is he doing?" What yeah. it? You know, it was, it was scary, and um, it took probably like four or five months till we kind of like. What happened is I ended up um, getting switched on to this um, Mike Mahaley who had started. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike Mahaley started a, it's the skateboard mag with, yeah. with another a couple of guys, and he. He literally like met me at like a taco shop and kind of walked me through how you start a magazine from scratch. Because it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm gonna need some help. Yeah. Um, the romance was gone. It was like, what the hell do you, how do you do this? And so um, he laid out a certain type of framework, which is you raise some money and you you know you try to get yourself a runway for six months to a year to to set up operations of a new thing. And we had like a by then we had a concept. We wanted it to be a quarterly coffee table book with like you know Nate Lawrence um, had come on and like said he wanted to lead the magazine and be a photographer for us and so we had a guy so we did that and we knew you know we're building Scott and Stuart kind of started working on the website um, and you know we started and Kai say, was a powerful force in yeah, the he had surf he had just released Lost Atlas that movie um, through surfing, we did a whole issue devoted to that, and like he had just kind of like finished that, and so yeah. it was like a clean slate. And we're like, okay, now what? Um, so we, yeah, we, I mean, we're just like clean slate, like sitting there, and he's now got no media partner, and we got to start it. We have to start this yeah. magazine, and um, all we we had like you know, Dane was we I'd call like surfers. Dane's like, yeah, I'm down. This sounds sick to do whatever. Yeah, and yeah. so because you had the new school nucleus of. Yeah, we had like deep. I mean, all Kai's friends were Dion and Craig and uh, Dylan Perillo and Perillo and, and um, just anybody. Chippa. Chippa. Yeah, all yeah. those like fresh faces that were, yeah, like the, the guys you wanted to watch surf at that time. They were, like, not excited. only not only those guys ripped, but they were kind of their own destiny as far as like the modern like marketing, yeah. like social media, like that was yeah. all kind of taken off at the same time. I mean, you guys wanted to do this quarterly like coffee table book, but. Your online presence, you know, had to be pretty viral day to day or weekly, and totally. kind of, you know, busy on that side. We we knew that was, and that you know, Stuart was smart and like kind of we went through a lot of different plans of how the website would work. And this is like Instagram was just kind of getting going, um, and the, the coffee table book was like that will validate us as a, a media brand, and it was just going to be like 
kind of like high fashion, like kind of weird, you know, like timeless stuff. Like just so it was like a static. We wanted it to be like you walk into someone's house and you saw a stack of what use, and you're like, that guy knows what's up, or like guy's yeah. kind of in the. He knows what's going on. Yeah, they're they're big and they're chunky and they're full of like huge photos. Um, so we, yeah, we we mapped all that out. We had like raised a little bit of money and. Um, we got going, we got like a little, like a space and the surfers were all like fired up and Kai kind of like announced, helped us make this like viral video we did that was like kind of clip a day and doing like some crazy alley-oop and you can still find it. It was just this like raw, like one minute, like what the hell is that? And said like what you began. And then we kind of launched the website and it was like, kind of like crickets though when you're like, okay, drum roll and like we have this video and then you're like, okay, now what? Yeah. And launching a website is like this big crescendo and then you kind of like that's when you begin work yeah that's when you begin the the persistent day-to-day grind it out always put something out create every day yeah and that's and you're that hoping weekend, that people see it yeah you can put like so many things on a deck or in a thing but we just like turn up every morning and start just like orchestrating and like of course we had kai and the servers and you know smart people involved and like connecting people but we were just like yeah. Showing up and just like building this thing like from the raw like foundation. Yeah. And yes, we you know, we had we had partners that like gave us a little bit of cash at the beginning in exchange, but you you know, we did not I did not <laughs> I didn't go to business school, I didn't know that's how starting a company works. You know, you, I don't know that. I didn't go to school knowing that like oh you can get investors and they can give you money. I was that naive to it at that time. That's why this whole experience of what you've done in the last six years of my life is like, it was a great college experience. Yeah. Educa- it was a great education. And we also have this like crazy portfolio of things we're capable of doing. And so it's, it was this, you know, like beautiful art project <laughs> slash business training school. Well, you guys executed kind of like what there was a void for, you know, there's kind of a void, you know, and then that kind of transformation from like old school print to more social media driven, more, more website driven and stuff. So you guys were definitely on the pulse. Yeah. It was, I mean, let's talk about the other stuff that's out there. Right. I mean, back then at that time it was surfers journal, monster children, you guys, surfer, surfing, Stab. Right when we came out, we looked. We looked at Stab and Monster Children, and we go, "Okay, we got to. We're, you know, these are our peers. These are our competitive set. It's like your best friend. You know, you're like inspired by them. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we we love Monster Children. We love Stab. What Stab was doing, and you know, how do you differentiate? We were we were in Newport, Huntington Beach. Like, okay, we're Californian. But we're global because we have Kai and we're doing like these crazy trips all over the world. Yeah. So, but we we wanted it to like, that's when you start like planting the seeds that make it your own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, it was a strange. It launched like a really weird time, <laughs> and it was the beginning of that magazine to social media change. Yeah. You know, the industry started to like show all sorts of bad signs and retail and. And we, you know, every year we make it and somehow pull it off, we would be like, we just got to keep gritting it out. We're be gritty, be grindy, be the... I, I loved well, What Youth magazine. It's, yeah. What I mean, Youth is, I mean, I was so stoked and enamored by what you guys were putting out because it was, it was young, fresh, 
but also like it, it's it was like part of our culture already you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you you were doing things that were you know paying homage to the fletchers or it was bunker spreckles right it was like, kind of like bringing back the more grassroots but yeah. also on the pulse of what was what was going trend, on now you know you know we had a, a like a saying internally it was it went on to be not just internal but it was radical class and like the way that we identified that a lot of people thought it was like rad go to rad class at school but it was like more like radical meaning like pretty punk underground like inspiration like the you know authentic like we we aren't kooks from somewhere else. we know these worlds and we want to like be authentic to the to surfing to skating to music whatever we were writing about is be radical with it like, yeah be edgy and be authentic to that and then the class is like you know kai brought a lot of sophistication from his art and, like my just like english background knowing that you could be gritty and you could also like class it up with a bit of like not just being like <laughs> like, yeah, uh, punk, yeah. Just to be yeah. a punk, there's like a drive. It was an intellectual, intellectual, wow, intellectual read. Spit it out. You know, it, it wasn't just dumb surf. You know. Yeah, we. I mean, that was that was by design, and it it was a perfect storm of who we had on the mm-hmm. staff and my background, Kai's background, everybody like forming this kind of you know interesting. So. Sort it, of in hindsight, you were so sketched on leaving the surfing magazine gig. You start this, and then years later, like surfing evaporates. How, how, yeah. like, surfing went away. Did you just trip on like making that call and following through and making this happen? Were you, um, yeah, but like, it wasn't like a, like, I told you so at all. No, yeah, I was no, like, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, I mean, you're probably bummed. I mean, I mean all of us were bummed. How weird was it that, but just, how I mean, weird was it to you that surfing and surfer merged? Yeah, well, I'll, right? I like didn't that, that up, but that actually, that's something that led me to probably quitting. Uh, was surfing magazine originally was in the same building as like Astrodex and, and Skateboard Mag, I think so. It was part of the same big like parent company, but our offices were separate. There was a data point office that had surfer and a bunch of others, like canoe and kayak and boat boating, a bunch of mountain biking, a lot of other like sports magazines. Ours just had skateboarder and surfing magazine. And it was just like this clubhouse. And like we had Herbie Fletcher and Divi coming in to hang out every afternoon and like just the world that is Astrodeck. Like yeah. I that, like I still have like Astrodeck in my veins because of that time there. You know, like I know Herbie Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got to tell my dad I hang with Herbie Fletcher and you know that that I swear that like translated to the magazine. It was this clubhouse and that yeah. was real. And then they moved, they got bought by some other big company, uh, source and airlink or some, just some massive publishing house. And they moved us into this big new glossy, like San Clemente office, like every magazine. So it was surfing in the one corner. And then they like, tried to make surfer beyond the far other end. But I was like, it, it represented like the, the decline of, the magazine culture it was like they were just putting us in a corporate i was like this isn't why i wanted to be a surf mag guy i actually <laughs> i think i put in like a petition to try to get us to move to the garage to the warehouse <laughs> so we could run the office out of downstairs in the loud garage it, where because the, the bike guys had like this garage zone to work on bikes so we'll go down there we don't i didn't want to be in this like weird uptight thing and yeah 
Well, creativity and, and like you say, like mojo and just the camaraderie, like it all goes. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't get that thing, and I invited Andrew Doheny had some like crazy loud garage band at the time, and so on like a Thursday afternoon at four forty-five, I like had him and his band come play on our side out of our office, like the most abrasive, <laughs> fuck you, loud punk show in like basically in the office space office, like in. In a trope. You guys want us all together. Here's your band. I was like, hey, we got music over here. Yeah. And like they play. This is what show. surfing is. And I, yeah, it was. It's kind of a dick move, but I. I think it's funny. That's what we. <laughs> that's what I. That was our attitude, and I. I just it got to a point like Tony was publishing both and like juggling ads for it all, and I mean there was it was divided and there was no like real competition. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know, just like the culture inside there. Frustrated me a lot, and For I sure. played on. I played off that like energy a lot, which it only went so far. I was like, I got. Well, I was just going back to the point of like you. You took all this risk. You went and started this what youth magazine, you know, with your crew, and just to validate, like you made that jump at the time was probably like you said, scary and and, and nuts. But then, in hindsight, it's like okay, we made the successful thing, and then and the mags declined just based on. You know the economy and print and so you know it was all going viral. Yeah, online. It was, so how long was it? Okay. You 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 started the brand, started the magazine. Um, were you guys successful? Like what what was? At what, at what year? Yeah. Uh, like there'd be years where we would we we never like made money. We all like were able to kind of like pay ourselves. It was a juggle. Sometimes you had to like raise more money. We we never but that we kind of knew for a while that was how it was gonna be yeah and everybody kind of understood that but it was struggle I mean like none of us I think knew what 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 youth's goal was to do is like grit it out for five years and if we came up with our head up we could like maybe there'd be some new opportunities to do something with it like you know and we experimented with like clothing we experimented with you know maybe it was gonna be a coffee shop or maybe it was gonna be uh, a production company or there was like a lot of different things but they were all just like kind of trucking along and doing well but never quite like I mean it was a, it was like a tough time yeah. the industry like every company basically like walked their doors out to media and were like we are our own media house Yeah. and so we were like well I guess we could like make t-shirts to like make ends meet for this year and so that actually bought us kind of a year when we launched like the what you shirts like literally we were like juggling it wasn't like it. yeah but but we all fed off that that was like what drove us to work every day yeah like, yeah we'll we'll figure it out and it was we i mean living the dream you guys put it. out a lot of great um magazines for yeah, what for... we put out um i was there for 19 issues of the yeah. magazine and, um, and you were the i mean seriously you you were the best magazine out there yeah, when, yeah. Honestly, there, there yeah. wasn't. I mean, magazines had, it, and the magazine portion like played a, a different role. We, the real goal. I mean, we were making videos and films, and we were interviewing all kinds. I mean, we were interviewing like Thurston Moore, and we were trying to like sprinkle all kinds of wild stuff yeah. into it. And it, it was like, we're, and we like opened up the gap between skating. I think like we were doing skate stuff. And, yeah, um, skaters would come hang out with us, which. That's not what we started. It started as a surf thing, and we always knew we'd be open to, to everything, but to unlock the 
skate. <laughs> There's guys in Harley. Oh, we talk is about skate. As soon as we run out of surf content, just skate. <laughs> we got some skaters on tap, you guys. Don't worry, we know everybody skates. Let's yeah, do this. We all, we all, but like, no, that that like the cultures weren't like seeing eye to eye. We, I, I like to think that we, you know, brought some of them together yeah. in a cool way that we made some stuff that were stoked on and interviewed skaters that I'm stoked doing that. Became friends with like Marto. <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool yeah um so yeah then you know we did i think it was five or six years i was there so then what happened <laughs> then what happened it you know like i guess i would use the analogy of a like you're a, you're in a band right like we're in like a rad indie punk band that's like doing the circuit and we're grinding it out and we we're having success and, and we're making records and we have like this cult following and like it's all working, but no one's like getting rich and nothing's quite, you don't know what happens next. And then you get to a point when you gotta like sign with a major label or stop touring. being edgy or stop touring or, and no one, no one was like saying you have to do this, but there, you know, people get involved or people start um, changing what the, the goal is you know there's creative people and there's business people and it's like a table as old as time like you know there's every a lot this happens a lot this is not like the first time this happened and um a lot of it for me got to a place where there's just like people that come into your life that you need to not see anymore <laughs> and this is my but then that forces you to make other, yeah, what well, is this your baby? You know? Yeah. And, and other yeah, you, you I mean this is a mature this is like you this is my baby. This isn't like I just like did another like fuck you punk rock start a new thing, like that was my intentions. It was like this was like a um yeah, like a you just gotta remove something that isn't working and and you you know, it was just my time, I just wanted to sign off like that and it led to a lot of other people signed off at the same time and so I, I left and, and I still have like a crew that kind of came with me in a sense like I guess uh, they're off doing like their own things and everybody's kind of got some new projects on the creative side and they're, they're still you know what youth is still still a thing and still going and you know that's cool to me that there's a legacy to it that it's yeah you know we all left course like it's okay like surfing surfer magazine was john c versus started like 1961 <laughs> he wasn't there he yeah handed it off and left yeah. it at some point um it's it, it it sucks that you you feel like you kind of ripped it it wasn't quite done and that's why it's like a band that was maybe halfway through like an album that yeah that you wanted to put out that might have like led to something bigger but but, but leaving there opened other opportunities and, and yeah as it does it was, it was other, like, you know, yeah it, and it was like a really interesting place for me i i left what youth and it was a god i mean it took a long time to untangle from that it was like it was it was deep it was dark it was like you know your whole i had like probably 15 like really talented creative young people and and like peers and, and like kai and scott and those guys like you know we all were like without work or without yeah outlet um, everybody is going to be fine i knew that just by how it was set up but um 
Yeah, that sucked. That took like a while to shake. It's like a break. It's like breaking up. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a long, long relationship. Yeah. And plus, it was your baby. Yeah, and it, I mean, all you can do is kind of put your bookends on it of your time there, which is what I like to do with surfing, looking surfing magazine. Looking back on that, so like I, had a, I had a rad time there, and it has led me to the white youth phase, and the white youth phase will lead me to the to the new phase, and I. It, it, not to get real deep, but like I think that's like the the perfect way to describe like what surfing is. Is like a lot of people come into our industry with the test tube, like the formula, and they're like, "Oh, we can get rich or exploit this hole in the thing." And like, I'm not like I don't have like the goal to like retire with a house and you know on the planet in Montecito or something like with a billion dollars in my account. I, I really don't have that, and it's why I don't need to ride like Kelly's wave pool I like we'll get wake, to that I wake up in the morning <laughs> like to, to like to make the what you magazine or to make the parent bummer like world come alive and it's it's like why like I, why the fuck would we ever go surf the cliffs every morning <laughs> it looks like hell <laughs> but it's because like you show up there and there's like all these like random dudes that you like love to see yeah it's yeah. like the happy side of localism like there's Localism is so sick because I don't look at it as like this like territory. I just think of it as like this place you like see all these like weird weirdos <laughs> that you are friends with. Um, I mean, it's it's a happy thing to me. Yeah, not, when you of it's, course it's happy when you're a local. Yeah, but I I actually even love like the strange nuance but of like going into. I know what you I know what you mean when it comes I down do to like, you know, it could be the same. People that hit the same coffee shop every morning, they just want to go hit that, com- you know, that buddy and yeah. like say hi and they feel comfortable. I mean, you get the guys in the camaraderie of the parking lot. Yeah. And we're like, and and the line up. Yeah. We like a lot. The world, I think like the way the pace it's going, I think about this shit a lot, but like, um, we're all like trying to chase like the sunset or like we're trying to get to something we think is like out there. There's like big, like we're finally going to sit back on like a chair and be like i'm done yeah <laughs> but no we're just gonna fucking die <laughs> yeah. and stop chasing right, and right enjoy now, like right in front of you and yeah. and you're like surf experience and whatever it looks like or your house that you have or your like wife or your girlfriend or your, like your world and your family and like yeah I don't, hey you said wife take, and girlfriend not whatever you've got, <laughs> got boyfriend girlfriend I don't, it doesn't whatever you're you're your world in front of you is like that surfing teaches you that like it's not always good yeah but we go anyways and we like show up and it's like creates this like beautiful story that why you guys interviewed me why you would interview me about uh my first surfboard until now and getting barreled at Lance's right like I don't I didn't have that Lance's right barrel in my head I just wanted to like live this this like thing and so that's I want to like make a new what youth. I want to, I want to like get up and I'm like fired up by all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not because I'm trying to like cash out or retire or no. Like my my. You want to do something that you love to do. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so fast forward to today, what is Travis Frey up to? What am I up to today? I got my dad a wetsuit at Hurley. Nice. Uh, and I went down and like hung out with the Brixton guys and working on a project with them. But my kind of wake up and, and do is um, inherent bummer. As I kind of mentioned briefly, 
what you've had a moment when it was kind of called bummer like placeholder name but we mm-hmm. just kind of knew that wasn't going to be it um and bummer you know and so i like i workshopped the name bummer once i left Lloyd, and i was like maybe i'll just maybe i'll play with that and like um i was reading <laughs> i was reading inherent vice which is a book by thomas pynchon and it was a movie walking phoenix is in it's about like 1969 it's a it's a movie that makes no sense and a book that makes no sense but there's like some crazy it's about like 1969 in venice or manhattan um there's surf references all over the thing anyways i just like, had that and i just attached inherent bummer because like it's kind of what i guess my big spiel and what i'm getting to is it's like our bum like bummers are kind of what keep us going right like the dinging your board the like the little nuances of surfing that that uh I don't know. They they just drive. It's not about like the, the like end goal. It's like all these like dumb bumps along the road, and and like that just it's not a negative thing. It's like a fun. It's like inherent. Like hey, nobody remembers out. your best wave. They always remember the wipeout. You know, <laughs> like I mean, it's I, I hey, did you see I want to kill? No, I saw that Wendy Pearl on you coop. You know, yeah, like yes. that's the way we feed. Like you said, we feed off of like the little things. Inherent bummers. Inherent bummers, but. Their conversation starters. It's, and it's what we. It's the, the journeys that we talk about, and like all the funny, like yeah. I don't so know what is that. inherent bummer? So right right now, basically, I built it. I built it as a as a website and a newsletter. That's it's just a platform for me to kind of like um, write with, and I've like you know got some of the writers that we worked with at What Youth and a couple others, and um, you know we, we it's just a place right now where I can talk about surfing, write about surfing, and my experiences. And we've got like, you know, there's some food and some drink and some. Do you want me to read? Music. You want me to read the mission statement here? Yeah, let's read it. You got a mission statement, investigative oh, reporter. Yeah. Well, I mean, Inherent Bomber is a multi-platform creation machine built to illustrate the true spirit and enthusiasm of surfing and surf culture. We are here to make things for you and for our clients, but most importantly, ourselves. Our emphasis for authenticity, storytelling, and honest observation of the subculture we live deep within. We can be your window and your mirror into surfing and the odd and often imitated culture surrounding it. Pretty deep. But like how great. sick was that dump truck that drove by? Like as, as I'm writing it? Bummer, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, I, can you repeat that? I worked that out. Yeah, but, um, yeah so it's like it's you know, it's one one part production company where I can work with brands within the industry to help. I don't know, like multi-platform, create, create rad videos or, or yeah. stories, or work with them to illustrate. You know, like like as at Hurley, they're trying to execute a certain thing, and maybe I can help. <clears throat> at the end of the day, though, like I'm an editorial minded, so I, it has to have a voice. I, I have to talk about it. I have to create like a following. I want people to like, you know, have an inherent bummer shirt and like our little core community be like, I, that's, I know what that like kind yeah. of is speaking to and about. And so it's like, yeah, that's like that part of it. So it hopefully we'll make, you know, it's, it's, it's modern media, I guess is what, um, the simple way to put it. I don't, I don't have, like, like I said, I don't have, I'm not trying to get to this like pinnacle thing, but it's going to be an outlet for a lot of my creative friends that are making things. Like there's a kid, Hunter Martinez, who just made a, in the last year, he made a, independent surf movie that stars like Aton Osborne and Shane Borland and Will Reed and just like local California kids and they self-funded this like rad video and Hunter like kind of started working at What Youth Before the End and 
you know, he, he's just like, hey, what do I do now? <laughs> he has this movie in it, and so I'm whipping him into like that's why I reached out to Chad Wells at Quicksilver and Evan at Billabong and. So you're almost um, like consulting on some levels, but also like yeah, and giving I'm, him an opportunity to filter so through your site. And you're I'm kind like, of I'll help you through it. You're gonna be like creating content. Yeah, I'm gonna create original content, and then like for example, the first thing that I did my quote unquote soft launch for Inherent Bummer was Craig Anderson made The Quieter or the More You Can Hear that film that he made. It's yeah. insane. He literally was like gonna just like release it on Vimeo. You know, he he made it. Kai edited it, and I was talking to them too. And this was like the first time I kind of put myself back out since you know what youth a year I basically spent up north <laughs> in the weeds. Surfing, uh, came back and was like, "Hey, let me help you throw like an event for this this video you did. Like, I'd be psyched to, you know, I've got Inherit Bummers, this new thing. It's it's new. It's gonna be, you know, media. I I want to throw you an event, and I will benefit from, you know, having you. It's your launch. And and yeah, and like in your head, like Craig doesn't want to throw a party for himself. If you know Craig, he's very like, yeah, he doesn't want to throw himself a party. But I'll, I'll help him like get it." I love like surf video premieres. It's like the coolest thing we have going. Yeah. Show up and have a band play and, and we so I helped him like orchestrate a thing at the Ace in downtown and I showed up to that party, we put the movie on and like Bruce Irons was there, Christian Fletcher was there, Craig, yeah. all the young kids. It was just like a reunion and I, I was like, This is sick I this is what I wanna do. This is what it is. Yeah. It's like it's uh it's a surf <laughs> it's a surf brand that makes stuff. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just an outlet for that and you know, we'll see how it evolves, but I want to, if it's a brand I can, I want to help like, you know, relay your message in whatever way. If it's, if you've got something to say, like I have a website and an Instagram that we can <laughs> tell stories and do stuff with. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it kind of evolves. but it's just like a community board slash creative hub. Yeah, right cool. Now. Um, you know, you know, I can make a magazine right now it's a tricky world out there and I think this is like the best way to maybe work within the industry specialized for each brand that like is doing something kind of they need help you know shouting about or yeah. illustrating so we'll see how that, that takes off but that's kind of the well I, I would hope a lot of these surf brands I want to see would print use your, would use your um, your, your skills your skill sets you know and, and use you on I'm excited team. for it I yeah. mean I, I think Right Travis, now, the best thing you can do, we have a newsletter that you can subscribe to, and we'll like, you know, every two weeks we kind of write, you'll get some music, you get something to eat, drink, and like all rant about surfing and talk about what we're doing. It's just kind of like something to read, hopefully a happy newsletter that's not selling you something, and that's that's that arm. You know, it would be, you said you wanted to see print. And I yes. Think there, there's like a lot of interesting projects that can entail print in a way that print does work. It's, it's like down to a very slim thing that print does and you need a brand or an idea or a concept that I think you can illustrate perfectly and we can do it, but it's going to, you know, it's not, we're not going to quarterly regularly get yeah. brands to advertise and put that out. It's expensive to print. It's yeah. Like so yeah. expensive. I mean, at what youth, we, we spent a lot on that book to, to, we spent, you know, we weren't putting money in the bank and putting it in that book. Yeah. It was, a, it was to make that thing as good as we can make it so it's hard to do but we'll see we'll see like hopefully there's projects that that like Inherent Bummer can do that come out in print that'd be rad yeah will you guys be covering like 
just events like kind of you know as like i don't know i guess social events you know yeah, you yeah, also, like, like you're gonna do a take on like the open are you covering the wsl at all or are you just covering yeah. like a winner in hawaii winners like totally i i want there to uh, you know that's what i'm feeling out is like whether it's gonna be like a lot maybe we align with brands and help them kind of tell their North Shore story or yeah. that, but I'll, I'll, wherever I go, I want to, I just want to kind of like relay from the field, like what's going on. Yeah. Um, and definitely like go down, I want to be a part of the surf culture and we'll see how that kind of blooms and bring my vision to that. Nice. That's Dave Bonifacio chair. Come here. Whoa, Dave. Dave, come say hi. This guy's famous. You know, Dave Bonaventura. I didn't see him. He, he left. He ran. Oh, yeah. He ran in and out. Anyway. <laughs> so Mark and Dave. It's two hours and fifteen. Two hours and fifteen minutes. God, what was Duma did like a three you know, hours and a half. Yeah, that guy didn't shut up though. I'm just kidding, Duma. <laughs> Come back on the show anytime, bro. What did chicks do? Yeah. Does it seem like got, two hours and fifteen minutes? No, no, I'm not. Well, yeah. How old am I now? I'm like in the story. I'm 20. I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need to get to? I feel like we chronologically just wrote my. Where are you going to be in 50? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, we're you I'm know. I'm be at the cliffs tomorrow. We want to. <laughs> not that you need help, uh, you know, promoting this inherent bummer um, venture and site. More like we need the the help over here, but. Uh, so where are you at now yeah. with inherent bummer? I. It's. Funny. Is it a business? I was, when I was Is at it the a... US Open? I was like, I talked to a lot of. Uh, friends in the industry and got yeah. to see people for the first time in a while. And uh, I would say, like, I've organized. I, you know, it took a while to build the the website and the to sort of wrap my head around like how I was going to speak to the thing and 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 untangle from what youth and distance just my voice from from like what I was doing there. And I have to kind of launch this and wrap my head around what I want this to be. Um, how do you guys feel about the beers? I don't know if that's working. Uh, lightweight. <laughs> it's true. I'm the grom here. <laughs> you are the grom here. Uh, if you're the grom, this is our grandpa over here. Hey, whoa! I will take you in the ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> well, your question was, what am I doing with it right now? I'm actually trying. So maybe this will help. Maybe this will help promote it. I'm trying to. I want to do this like uh, project called So California. I think by talking about it, I'll put it into ether and it will happen. And I'm close. I've been working with the guys at Surfline to maybe just help me like get it out there and um, a few other people. And, and it's basically like treating home like a surf trip. Like I want to get, you know, at, at what you, we did these trips called like This Is Us. And basically we get a big white van and like throw, we threw like Andrew oh, yeah, Dodini, yeah. Brendan Gibbons, and we picked Yago up from LAX one time. went to San Francisco. San Francisco and yeah. shitty waves. But like... You come back with this this like flavor of that spot, and like we got to know Yago on that trip, and, and like and he, you know, Yago went on to do people in the US Open. And so like, he's like, of interest. he's like, yeah. And so I, I like have this this uh, surf culture, you know, was born here in you know sixties, I think, fifties, uh, sixties, like fifties, literally, like. I would just saw all these posters like people used to pay like a dollar fifty to go to like a John Severson like screening of a surf movie. A dollar fifty in like the fifties like it's rad. Yeah. <laughs> they would yeah. like kids you couldn't get a kid to pay a dollar fifty to walk into anything. Uh but anyways, like I just I wanna kinda document the current state of like Southern California via yeah. like kinda one of those this is us style trips like San Diego to Malibu. 
and everything in between with some segments and, and make like a, a film series about it. Like it's more, you know, in the vein of the stuff you've seen us do. Like it's fun. It's, you know, you'll have yeah. other guys, but I also want to like put some storytelling, some like, you know, beautiful cinematography in it place and location and well characters. a lot of a lot of people yeah a lot of people get stuck in their own routines and their own surf spots and and they might not have the time to go on like these extravagant like surf trips or they just might have a couple days or hey a swell popped up but yeah to inspire people just to go up and down the coast even if it's next city or yeah. next county is it's literally awesome. on the start the first trip for bummer i'm like let's just like put, kind of put the camera on ourselves and pretend it's a surf trip here because i think australians will come here and they like this is what you do when you have no budget and you're starting a new gig Exactly. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's still <laughs> no, but it's super engaging. Yeah, and, I feel and like, like no one's. I, I mean, you'll, we'll get some like we've got like some red guys who are, who are hopefully gonna jump in. I'm basically waiting for a self voice. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, even down like you said, like food to to yeah. like the you know this the, I got the this. vibe of the different like where to go, what's you know everything's happening everywhere. Yeah. We forget that the whole world, like, I, I, I would say, my, my girlfriend's from North Carolina, but she's well-traveled and grew up in London. And, you know, surf culture was, was this thing she saw from afar. And it's kind of, like, reinvigorated my curiosity for what we take for granted. Yeah. This is, when you go anywhere else, like, Southern California is, like, we are exactly what people, like, are curious about and, like, think it is, but it's... God, we're, we're, it's fascinating. Can we forget, like, how nuanced and interesting it is? And, and I want to kind of, like, do that from a core perspective, but also, like, hopefully something that, that is really, like, wild. I mean, I went to the beach at Windensea to start this summer, I think. Just, like, kind of sat on the beach at Windensea and surfed that wave, and it was super fun. And, I mean, just, like, the, that's, like, California right Dude. there. There's, like, beautiful people. There's crazy locals and... It was rad. I love every bit of what I was looking You get the people that park their same car in the same spot every day. You get like the, the just you, the tourist people that are, are yeah. VRBOing. You got the locals. I you love have summer too. what awesome. is in the making something really cool and substantial that's worth watching, right? I hope so. With, you know, with surfing, it's as healthy as it's ever been. You know what I mean? Like there's a a huge amount of interest in what surfers and surfing is up to these days, right? I mean, but locally, they're all, they're all just like in wave tanks, though, right? No, no. <laughs> I mean, you we're have. We're gonna get there, right? We're yeah. gonna get there, but okay. This West, be the West Coast board riders. Not surf later, but yeah. Track. We'll get you in there. West, like, West Coast Board Riders Clubs. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Brandon Gilmet's got me intrigued. Teach me about them. Bro, it's insane. Um, Ziggy and Casey, we started it, Sport of Kings, right? Mm -hmm. They first started it as a Huntington Beach little thing, right? But before you know it, there was Huntington Beach Board Riders Club. Seal Beach Board Riders Club, South Bay Board Riders Club, Newport, you know, Board Riders Club. It's San Clemente, exploded San up and down the coast. Yeah. And have you been to one yet? Uh, no, not to one. No, but I, I'm, I'm very well aware. Like, okay. Brandon's been trying to get me to Huntington Ones, and when I was living in Encinitas, the Cotes were 
doing the NCS. Yeah. So I, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And it's rad. It's rad I think because like it's what it needs is just like it. It just needs. I mean, we're it's all. It's kind of like we're bummers that it's all built up. It's ready to go. Yeah. And now we just need to kind of like so here's check the youth and the fun and like make here's it here's what's like the positive side or what so positive about it and what's going to do for surfing for for the u.s right so now don meek who was the guy from prime ticket don oh i know don meek he worked at surfing yeah. so he's now in charge of west coast board arts club see we're all one big fan right so that's yeah. why you can't ever burn a bridge right so even one, me and one, sam mcintosh yell at each other I we we always barely hatch it. One degree of separation, and then East Coast now, they're they're they form board riders clubs up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Okay. So We're surrounded, it's gonna be um, as big as what Australia has created mm-hmm. with their board riders clubs. Is the is the culture the same? Like, are you are you basing it off of how they do it, or who's what's the template? <laughs> Tem- templates. It's broken down. It's by like the division. game, right? Yeah, girl acts game. game. But and that it's... was on a pro level. That was more like trying to go Olympic, you know, like country, country, elites. Same concept, but this bridges the gap from the youth to. So they the, do it in to brackets the, to the veteran. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Groms are like what? There's ten to fifteen. There's, or four, there's fourteen and under, fifteen to nineteen. Girls is open, and then there's 20 to 29, 30 to 39, and all the way up to 50, and then over. So there's all these different divisions. So you got Groms so surfing with... Local, your zone. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody from... All right. Yeah. But you're, you know, you're bridging those, you know, those elders, you know, that still rip the local break. They may have been ex-pros or, or just local heroes. Yeah. And then you got pretty much, I would say, most of the... The 40s are ex-pros, if not, like, again, local heroes. 30s are definitely, like, relevant pros, if not right there. And then the 20s are the, the hot. Yeah. The 15, 19 is the hot. The 14 and under the hot. Girls open. I mean, so it's just a really great bonding between, like, the local community. Yeah. And yeah. then spreading that relationships that everybody has up and down the coast from competing at, you know, as a youth at WSA or NSSA to maybe pro tour or just, you know, seeing them come through town. So yeah. you get all of these. I think surfing is going to get uh, so the, the surfing uh, community is going to get tighter and the surfing progression yeah. with up and down the coast on both coasts is going to elevate. In the cities, the city councils are getting behind it. They're, they're partnering up with local surf shops, the local restaurants, a local venue to have an after party. So yeah. it's not just show up to the beach, whoever gets a trophy. It's more about ex- coming to that town and experiencing like like people accepting you from out of town and showing you a good time and showing you respect. Like, hey, this is our town. We're going to show you a good time. Make so sure everybody's having a, you know. Eventually, it's going to be West Coast versus East Coast, too. I'm sold. Where do I, can I and then, that? And I then do? you guys have a contract. And then the final, I guess, <laughs> no. this year, right? Whoever okay. ends up in the final is going to be at lowers. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever got to serve lowers in the heat? He doesn't even put on a jersey, so I don't even know what this guy is. Did they? He's by far like probably one of the best fifty. Or wait, yeah, fifteen over. <laughs> and uh, he's scared to put on a jersey. So you don't put on a jersey at lowers. 
<laughs> you better. I've done it once, and it's it's like one of the, it was a tag team in. Yeah. Nothing has hurt more than get it, getting out to tag someone else in on your team. <laughs> God. Yeah. So yeah, West Coast Road Riders Club is a a bright future for. I, no, for I surfing. Love, I love that it, it like starts at the core level, and it's why I think you know there's a there's big like the. I don't know the the debate or like the the gossip mags and the, the Boise Beach Grit like to like rail on the the bow and like the new the new surf. There's a lot of new surfers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's adult learners, adult right? learning people. Which yeah. Is, which I'm like all I'm all for, and I but I think what you guys are creating is a is a great like way to to catch them up, get them up to speed with, you know, we all have NSSA backgrounds or or like you know Jay and Bud Surf Tour. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, tour, uh, you know, we we grew up like having those those good organizations to just be around the beach all day and like see how it all that kind of works. And you know they they don't they don't get that. And so that's this is like a rad way to include them down there with all the fun that you'll be bringing. And uh, yeah, it's like inclusive. It's like these are the core cool guys. Yeah, the guys in the heats. But like include them and like teach them how it works and like. Yeah. The local community can but it, embrace embrace your local learner <laughs> yeah and it is it's cool it's 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 for the families and just it's for the cities you know like there's so much good um coming out of it where we in the huntington one we did a um a uh, life-saving um you know uh, technique that was taught by the lifeguards yeah you know for all the youth and you know right now the youth you know there's a lot of rich parents and rich families that are getting into surfing and they have a coach and a manager and this and that and you know there's kids that don't have anything you know they don't even have a dad that surf they're just down there so yeah. it gets them into a, a group where they get the support they need I mean yeah. in Huntington you kidding me you got Brett Simpson and you got like Micah Byrne and you got like Jay Larson and guys and Danny Nichols <laughs> to come and help it's gonna you. be heavy you Huntington better win but you know what I, I mean and and then you know like there's beach cleanups involved there's just a lot of positive yeah. energy that's surrounding so you that's so that's one thing that's yeah. a bright future i know yeah. I, I love that because it, it starts at like i'm a i'm a big community core core community and let it like let that like be the umbrella that welcomes in people who are just being introduced to yeah i'm okay with like bring bring them on but it's you know it gets overwhelming if people just come in like, for sure olympics what's your olympics. take on surf olympics uh not for me yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I'm, you know, Lyndon probably knows, but I don't know, like, I, my, the organ, getting too organized, I think, like, that's why I don't think I, I gravitate towards a, a West Coast board, or a board rider club kind of concept for this culture, um, more than, I don't understand why we need to maybe be validated by the Olympics, I guess. I've never really thought about my my why I have this why I'm, I'm gonna watch. It's cool. It's yeah, great. Yeah. It's gonna be great for you know to see Canelo go whatever go in the Olympic ceremony. That that's pretty exciting. I, yeah, I'm gonna have to see it play out. I don't I don't want. I think it's really great for the athletes that are involved. And that would be exciting. And, and I so exciting. I don't I don't know how if much the waves it can are help, good help the sport. If the waves are good, it's going to elevate the viewership, yeah. right? 
and it'll help launch surfing in the Olympics. If the waves are shit, it's going to be shit. But that's what, I mean, that's why it's so, not, it's never, never Remember when the X Games, they did the X Games at the pier, like one foot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so that's the thing. It's like, I, I'm, I'm torn between that because, you know, as a business person, sales rep in the industry, we want whatever we can get to make surfing and the culture and the products popular. Let me challenge that briefly. Not challenge that. No, I've challenge never, it. I've never done that. But <laughs> we <laughs> love I, challenges. I is like, that was, it kind of just goes back to what I was saying. Is, um, surfing culture was born on never needing to, to never needing that. It doesn't need to be validated. Yes, we all work for industry brands and we want to grow it. But we've kind of grown it to a place where... Bro, I didn't say to validate it. Okay. I said to popularize it. Which, which, which is I think is, which is, do you know how disappointed a, a like 15 year old in Wisconsin who like looks up, he YouTube surfing and, and sees he gets like code red and then all of a sudden he sees the Olympics and these guys are freaking bunny hopping on freaking or he gets, flop. or he gets like the, I, like I said the, that, but he gets the WSL and like a, like these guys like, like it looks like formula one in a way we're like, I, I like, and maybe I, oh, I'm overly romantic, but like. I want surfing to be like raw and outlaw and like guys were just like living their culture because it's their culture and of course you can market that around that but now we're like we're like we're like yeah jeep or polo sell me your uh your your cologne on the beach and like i'm like we don't need that we don't need to be olympicized olympic guys so i i think i agree with you but I think I also say there's a different surfing is so mature and bigger than it used to be that there's still that romantic, you know, individual surf trip all by yourself, just you and your friend yeah. over here. But then there's the, the jock part of it which is the sport part of it which is the olympic part of it which is a wsl part of it that's that's there too yeah what well, I, I i right don't want, i want them to live i hundred percent want because what you do and what you were doing what you were doing with what what youth and and kai does with his video that's insane and there's a place for that mm -hmm. right so i think you know surfing is bigger than just one thing surfing it you know, I we agree, talk about this. We talk agree. about this a lot. Like when when I used to work at Huntington Surfing Sport back in the day, right? They they didn't, you know, not not that I've been there that long or that long ago, but you know, when when surfing when a surf shop first opened, it only had surfboards and maybe a t-shirt, and then it became more and more, right? Which, yeah, you know, clothing isn't really like surfing, but surfers created brands that are sold in surf shops right now what was my point <laughs> no you get into it you, gets into you, territory you want the, the brand or the sport to grow but you don't want it to like lose its like cool, yeah coolness yeah well i get i guess like my all the only thing i get i just get nervous and oh I, I'm here's my point okay. sorry let me finish yeah, my point that now. was all i was really like so so <laughs> you know back in the day you only had a surfer right 
And then all of a sudden you seen like a surfer that was like a jock surfer, right? Or a granola, you know, hippie surfer or a hipster kind of Craig Anderson, Dion Agus surfer. And then, you know, there's subcultures within all those subcultures. And then skateboarding, same thing. Yeah. You have the fresh guy, you have the hesh guy, you have the fucking death metal guy. So you have so many subcultures now. And that's what, you know, our cultures are. They're subcultures. Well, that so, just gives room for, for people to have brands that support all of those. And it just, yeah. it does. It makes an industry where before there was just a hand, you could count all the surf brands on like both hands. Mm-hmm. And now there's, you know, multiply that by like five because of all those subcultures. Yeah. You got to make sure, you know, there's a niche and there's a, right. like a way. And that's what's cool about the sport where it does grow into those specialty niches. But I mean, going back to the Olympics, I'm excited, but I don't, I don't. It'll, yeah, like it just yeah. comes down to like, surf. Young and, me would probably be, I, I would have been like, that's cool. We're getting like validated. Yeah. And I think just like as I've like grown up, I, I, I don't need to be validated with my surf life. Yeah. I wish they'd bring back the, the, the billabong uh, challenges, you know, yeah, and, and more so specialty cool. events. Skins. Skins and just different destinations. The Rip Curl Search Contest, different venues. Yeah. Something new. Yeah. I agree. And I, I, but I, going back to my point, though, I think surfing is in a healthy spot with that, with with the Board Riders Club in the U.S., um, with the Olympics globally, with wave pools mm-hmm. popping up all over the place. Have you surfed a wave pool yet? No. Not a one? Never have. I, 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 are you – why are you so anti – I just, I just I don't I don't need, I don't need it. Of course it looks it looks fun. It just it, it doesn't add anything to my surf experience. And I'm like now I now Bro, gotten, you haven't done it yet. I know, but now it's gotten to everybody keeps saying it. Like Gavin Slayer the other day was like, You you gotta surf it until and then you, you can harp on it. You do. But <laughs> I I guess it's it's like my little mini protest to like the mechanization of just about everything, the skipping of the process. It's like, it's, it's like, uh, like I was saying, like, it's like trying to get rich quick. Like every beginner just wants to like get barreled in the wave pool. And I'm like, you, you've, you've already lost the game. You know and, what? And like, I get as a good surfer, like, sure. I've already like done the, the gauntlet and I can, I should be able to go paddle out in the wave pool and like, do some turns but i i like personally just don't care anymore at some point in my life of course i would have been like psyching i was a kid probably trying to draw wave pools yeah but now i've just at, at my point it, it i've learned that what what this life this surf life that i have it, it i don't need to mechanize it i don't want i don't want to do it I, like, I love your i, I love your uh i never read it kindle <laughs> i love your um what do you call it? Not stubbornness, but just like. No, you're, I, I, that's probably the word. At this point, like it's kind of gotten like funny to me. William Finnegan even like said I was the, or he didn't say me by name, but in the New Yorker said everybody but one person had the one person declined their invite, and it was me. <laughs> and so now, once I saw that, I was like, well, I should probably just stick to this at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
But let me tell you, the wave is amazing. Said Lyndon from Everdome. Yeah, but but <laughs> but Bobby Lockhart from Visla or Jeff Booth yeah. from wherever. Brent, Brent, my my longtime nemesis like works for FCS now, and he goes once a year. He's like, you're an idiot. Did he surf it already? Yeah, yeah, oh, so so you know exactly how good the fucking wave is. Yeah, I got it's I, I've insane. Been there. I went to it. Yeah, like stood there with a cocktail, <laughs> and I was like. Did you get a chance to go in the water? Not that day. I, okay. I got invited to all the media days, but yeah. I declined them. And then I went to the to the social distortion concert. <laughs> those guys I, I don't know. No, they can't. Well, I think Mike Ness's son rips or rips at skating. I don't, I'm not sure. I but they replaced Blink 182. <laughs> it was in the papers. <laughs> Um, anyways, I went to that thing just so I could like check it out. So you haven't even surfed uh, Waco yet. No, I've surfed none of them. I don't. I I've been invited to all of them. Yeah. You gonna do Palm Springs? No. no. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just a. It's a. I don't know. I don't. I don't need it. I I'm good. Yeah. I I like. I I feel like I've like exhausted all of my. Um, ranted about it like enough. Yeah. That you, now you can't. It. I've like sort of made my thing. Yeah, and I don't want to surf it. And now it's a big joke. But it, like I said, it, at the end of the day, it's like, a, it's it's like the I love the journey. I love the long, hard, stupid way to everything. Um, because like like I said, this is what we're here for. It's like we're we're the the processes are what it is. I, yeah. It would just be a showing up bummer to blow away at the wave pool. <laughs> yes. An inherent show, bummer. An inherent bummer. I wouldn't be that psyched to like. At the end of the day, I know like getting barreled is, is like fun. That's why it's so fun to get barreled in the ocean. It's like we have this like one rad lightning in a bottle thing where we can ride a fucking wave in the ocean, and we're just like gonna put it in a bottle and put it in a in a park and, yeah. and do it. And like you can make the skate comparison at skate park. It's like you can do it, but skaters don't have the ocean. And I'm not gonna get all ethereal yeah. and transcendental, but like it's just too it's late, like, bro. You already have. It's a process. It's just like what I <laughs> like to do, and uh, well, at the end of the day, I'd rather. Sort you're of, a like, purist. It, but I, it's so weird because I grew up not being a purist. I read like Alan Weisbecker's book, uh, the Search for Captain Zero, the other day. Um, did you guys know that book? It's like a fuck. No, I don't know famous, that book. <laughs> it's, a it's about surfing. Okay. It's about, you should read it. It's great. Drug smuggling, we don't surfing, read. road trips. Okay, read it. Everyone read it. Uh, this is like a... Is it on like audiobook? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is? Audiobook? Right, I'll get audiobook. it. What is it called again? Searching for Captain Zero by Alan okay. Weisbecker. Did you read the other... Uh, William Finnegan's? Yeah. What is Barbarian that? Barbarian Days. Yeah, Barbarian yeah, Days. Yeah, of course. Bar- Barbarian Days is like... He, William Finnegan is a beautiful writer. Okay. <laughs> he can write... Uh, that book, that book is, I, I, for a long time, didn't like reading surf books because uh, it's sort of a, it's like a, I don't know, surf journalism or surf writing kind of, it's just exhaustive sometimes. It gets a little bit. Did you read that, uh, Chaz Smith's? Yeah, I've read, of course, of course I've read Chaz's. <laughs> the read, though, is, uh, and, I, and Finnegan's is, is like a, it's a beautiful prose and it, the story is, is cool. But the, we're talking to an English major. We're talking about Weisbecker's book, though, it, uh, 
he said he's like, You lost me a hello. <laughs> I forget what I was gonna, oh, I was gonna say he nerd. <laughs> yeah. Going back to my uncle. Uh, no, most writers are out drunk, alcoholic, loser, psychopath. Oh, yeah, all writers are, but you're not. Yeah, no, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm another bear, Russ Perrier is great. Uh, he, he, like, I, I compared, he was talking about, like, errors in the, in the book and, like, people, like, learning errors, and he's kind of, like, over it, and he sounds like a grump, and he's kind of talking about the modern, like, condition of surfers trying to, like, rip a wave, and he writes about it really articulately, or, you know, it's like, mm. you understand it, but I don't want to sound like that in my, like, wave pool. I don't want to get too, like, but I swear to God, by surfing, you know, I don't know, you guys don't. No one's like, we're not going to get psychedelic here, but surfing is this rare thing that we have. We're, With nature. We don't even have a phone, and we you can cross it. Even if it's just like to organize your head, but it's a, we we get pretty close to the to the <laughs> the next space, and I'm, I'm literally not trying to get, because I grew up on Twitter no. still videos. I want to get psyched and go rip. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Surfing is the special. Whole, the whole thing kind of like, it just... Just like the get rich quick scheme version of surfing, and, and it's cool. If if I could get my dad in there to go get barreled, I would do it in a heartbeat. Or I want you, I want Jay to go get barreled in there. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, but I, the I camaraderie, the like the layout. It's like having the best pool day, beach day with your friends you in know? a country club, which yeah. is like and kind that's... of the second part where I fucking hate country clubs. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I... hey, if you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, but like, you know when you like get invited somewhere where you're like... But it's a status quo now, like, oh yeah, I surfed the pool, and it's like, okay, you're rich and I'm not. Yeah. You know, like, that's what it comes down to. I surfed the pool and I'm not rich. Well, that's because you obviously had an in with somebody. We, Thank yeah, you. We, I, I just want people to know. He's that. had it. He's had it. Whole, He's... That's not the whole story to surfing, and I think that's why, you know, but the, how the, the adult learner is, is missing like a whole chunk of... it. The, I'm like... I don't care if you start when you're 50. Yeah. The process, you're about to like have the funnest process of your for life sure. to learn whatever phase. But and for entertainment level, I think the where they're kind of missing the boat a little bit. It's like, dude, slap one of those down right in Vegas, main, main strip, and surround it with like theater and food and like let, show these guys, like, do a stab high right there, like four days a week. The, the stab high concept of party is, is the right way to go about yeah. it. Like, just. Just blow it out and get drunk and do errors. I, like mostly, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it go for that. It's a it's a controlled environment finally that we have to kind of like do the technical kind of fun things. But it's a cool part of surfing. So, but it's, it's just like fuck. so for for inherent bummer. Going back to it, it's it's a great time for inherent bummer to blossom in the world that you want it to blossom. In the surf world, right? Yeah, like I hope I hope it kind of becomes a, a beacon or like a home for just kind of like yeah, and know, and you know, abstract Olympics thing. not your thing doesn't matter, right? But uh, I'm okay with I want to I want to take it all in and like we're allowed to say whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. Like, but but what I'm saying is like what you're going to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Your creative agency, pretty much, right? Yeah, just, I yeah. think it's a great time for your creative agency to to. To blossom. Yeah. To, it, it opens up all sorts of weird opportunities. It makes people that wouldn't be looking at it look at it, which be careful. We, you know, the surf world, we, we fucked that up a few times with different. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? 
um, like when you're getting cola and cola and spray it on you on the beach. <laughs> or you spray it underwater. Okay, water. It's the essence. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's right for jokes. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah that I guess that's my way pool spiel. I I feel like I'm like exhausted at two point on the, in, in like whatever. But all I have stands, to say is, I, I don't knock it till you try it. In the, and there is like that theory, but. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, let me, <laughs> yeah, whatever. let me know when you guys book a day there and yeah. make sure I'm on the list. Yeah, I'll, I'll give hey, you my ID. <laughs> it's only 50K and Heron Bummer can afford that. <laughs> so Why'd you I bring this notebook? Yeah, I don't know. What's the notebook for? Would you write some poetry? Yeah. Uh, should we go through it? It's my schedule. Nice. Is I it your schedule? Look at you guys all have pens and paper out too. I don't know. I, I, I don't. Honestly, I, I well, Larson in does. Case I, like, I know. Just I doodle. Someone's like last name. I don't want to doodle. You know, butcher anyone. Thank so, all the sponsors. Yeah, we do. We have lots of Miles sponsors. Do you have a sponsor? Chad Wells. Okay. No. I, oh, I do have a sponsor. My dentist. Hmm. Hada Family Dental. He Rich. Doc, yeah, Rich Hada. Yeah. Yes, Rich. He just. We just texted each other the other day. My wetsuit has a huge Hada Family Dental logo. He gets me in wetsuits. Wow. What? He does. He does. Jordy Smith's teeth. Uh, Chip Wilson's. Yeah. Keanu Singh. Oh, he's he's the industry uh, tooth teeth and tooth fairy. Tooth he's fairy. the he's the nicest, sweetest person. Oh, My dad's amazing. going tomorrow for his first appointment. And nice. Call it Family Dental and Mission Viejo. Frankie D'Andrea from Waco and Tristan uh, D'Andrea from Sands. I've worked with them forever in different capacities. I was just like hadn't gone to the dentist in forever, and they're like, yeah, "Go here." And it turns out he does everyone in yeah. the world's teeth, and he's the nicest person. And he's he awesome. loves surfing, and he rips, and he's just like, yeah, a legend. I, he like trailblazes and has changed the culture of dentistry. Hmm. I no one wants to go to dentist, right? Mm -hmm. I look forward to going. It's like my dentist is retired. I'm coming to you, Rich. We've been talking about it for a while, but I felt loyal, and now my guy's retired. Yeah, so there's my sponsor plug. I literally my wetsuit has a logo. It's like the what wetsuit you wearing? I think it's an Adelia wetsuit that okay. he printed the um, Hot Family Dental logo okay. on. Um, what 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 boards are you on right now? Still Doc. Still Doc. I, I have a Nine Lights by Jeff Beck. Uh, he's like a a what? It's all wood. It's made of like balsa wood. Mm. His, la his label is, or is nine, like door nine lights. Plank. No, he does his own. It's beautiful. Check out his site. He's he makes boards like Birch and, and like the and RT and Wolfram, like all the underground like guys who are into those wild crafts. Yeah, he's just like other cosmic beings. Pieces of pieces of art. And anyways, him and my dad had become friends because we had shops next to each other. And my dad had been telling me about him for a really long time. And then I finally pieced together who he was and what he was making and, and he's he's like absolute underground legend and he made me this like five two twin fin keel fin beautiful like balsa all wood like it's on my instagram something it's you like put on your wall but you want to surf it yeah well, i shred it every day i need just fix the d-land <laughs> for me because i'm like i gotta surf it not gonna hang up no hangers <laughs> uh, he'd be so sad if you hung it on the wall even though he it's wants you to completely rip. worthy yeah um but yeah Surf prescriptions, Doc and Amber gives you them any chance anyone gets. Yeah. Um, any advice uh, you want to give to our listeners or any, any advice? Any, like, I don't know, surf, surf advice, industry advice, like follow your passion, your dream. Advice? Yeah, no, I mean, my whole thing is like, 
yeah, don't get don't don't get too just like the the process. And I I think I, I ranted about it. What youth and, and bummer too. Like the the journey of like day to day, it's like really easy to get, especially now where we get wrapped up in like where we're not at, like where we're not at. We're not at the party. We're not in the way pool. We're not on the trip. Like wherever it's. Let <clears throat> me down a little bit. Don't it's, be so. It's just you know like be be like more in the moment of where you're at with your with your spot. Like I don't know. Surround yourself with good. That homies. sounds that sounds really like not loud, but you know it's, it's really just you know there is no there's no like whatever whatever you're chasing like you you'll get there promise but you're also enjoy the enjoy that like the ride more than when it's you get there it's gonna be the same you're gonna want to go on another trip as soon as you get home yeah <laughs> yeah that's Chris, true yeah that's the worst huh packing up your board bag on the way home. Oh just like now, yeah. worst thing is packing up an interview like we have to now. Yeah, really <laughs> you know, really we would talk forever, <laughs> but you know what? You know, we got to wrap up sometime. Dude, Travis Frey, surfing. Been a big fan of of uh, your body of work. Yep, go ahead, Jlar. Surfing magazine, wet surfing chief editor, <laughs> wet surfing. <laughs> what youth? What youth? Yeah, creator, co-creator. Uh, I mean, that five years, six years there, and now Inherent Bummer. So InherentBummer.com? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then Instagram is just at Inherent Bummer. And uh, yeah, we're just kind of getting all that going. And Check it out, you guys. Um, yeah, sign up for the newsletter. I think that's where kind of the most fun will begin, I guess. It's like, hopefully it's a fun thing to get. Kind of Sweet. Off the wall. Yeah. I subscribed uh, to your Instagram. Perfect. One of sixty-four thousand. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Just strategy there. Yeah. Cool. Well, they're real. They're real. But I, I believe it. Store. I, if you go to the first Instagram, you better store. fucking post the show. Oh yeah, no, I will. Of course. <laughs> you better do a live story right now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Is that how it works? I don't even know. No, how it works. But yeah, um, no, I appreciate. It. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Um, I like we kind of talked about. It. It's like. You know these these things bloom, and this is what we should all be kind of doing. It's, yeah. it's like circling around with the, with the guys that you know, um, you know, are are in it for the right reasons. It's like a very it's a very test tube world out there. Like everybody thinks they have kind of a the algorithm sort of to, to like crack the. We're just surf nerds, world. dude, and we love surfing, and, and that's that's who's and we love talking to people because yeah. it everybody's got a cool story, and like how your story turned out is. You saw a vision of like I'm a surf fan and I want to be maybe a, a writer because that's what I'm yeah. good at, and how doors open because you're following your your passion. You're going to, I'm going to school to learn how to you know write, and who did you bump into? Kimball Taylor. Yeah. Yep. And, that's yeah. How we, and then that opened that door and yes. look where it led. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're we've known you since you're a fucking grom. And you're still a grom. You're still a fucking grom, but we've known you for we've known you for 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 a long freaking time. Um, we've seen you uh, do great things. We know you're you're going to continue to great to do great things. And you know our show is is fun for us, and uh, most of the people we interview are are our friends, and uh, we hope nothing but the best for. Travis Foray and Inherent Bummer, and we hope to be a part of that. You know? Oh, yeah. With Ruka, 
Yeah, no, yeah. thanks for it. To be invited on that or known and yeah. Jay Larson's podcast. Yeah. This is like I'm I'm kinda just peaked. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Grown yeah. me freaking out. Oh, and, just and the beginning, dude. We're, we're partnering up huge moving forward. Yeah. 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 Let's Newsletter presented by yeah. Outer Known and Ruka. Yeah. There you go. See? Yeah. I know. By the way, Outer Known is not my style, but what they're doing with sustain, trying to be sustainable and it fucking costing more money, you get a lot of shit for that, I'm sure, in a variety of ways. But yeah. like, the, the, like, the amount of product this industry is doing is psycho and we need to tone it back and so it needs to be done right. Yeah. By, you know, not to, in Ruka, Ruka on the, on the other end of the spectrum, I just want to do a quick shout out to them, but like, Ruka is one of the brands that I think like has embraced every type of character, face, and like wonderful thing that surf and skate culture yeah. and art culture have like done and despite like who owns them or whatever moment they're having. You know, like on the North Shore, Ruka House is the spot, and and they continue to like surprise. Like I love that they embrace like the MMA. I love they embrace like surfers with all sorts of storied pasts. I love that they're like picking up the young Groms or Pat Nori. Yeah, Pat's a, a creative genius, genius. and and the fact that he has been able to marriage all those surf cultures and get those people together, it's, it's you go to a meeting with Pat Nori, he's never alone, and this is. The raddest part of it is he always he would like introduce you to either some crazy famous artist or some crazy famous MMA guy, and your meeting would turn into this exactly why we do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it, but you come out and you're like, oh my god, and you know he just flowed in and out, and it's it's like it's just a testament to like him being the creative the the, the person just put the let people be who they are and like you can wrap a brand around that it doesn't I don't care if you yeah. hate wave pools or love wave pools or you like to tie people in pretzels or you like to surf the pier like he lets them just go do it and they all we all find like a rad connection point yeah yeah, yeah. anyways I wanted to give that for the outer note and like what Ruka yeah our main um, life lifelines thanks you guys for supporting us our main sponsors <laughs> our main sponsors <laughs> yeah um, but no it's awesome I mean it's good to recognize Everybody that, that is doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of cool. All right. Travis, Travis Frey. Let's go rip. Thank yeah. you for uh, really being like on the Late Night with Chalky podcast. It's not that late, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> still oh. But um, this has been fun. Let's do it again. Anytime. Let's I'm surf. Yeah, I'll see you out there. Maybe not right now. Okay. Peace out. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.